You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur Talking about what we heard, talking about what we seen, all through the eyes of a blur. Everything that we do urge, flying like a super person. Plus, I got super friends. We be teaming up early. Leave <laughs> <laughs> that as your opening line. That's so the weird. first thing I think when I look around, I'm like, I'm not in the blur cave anymore. This is. <laughs> it's like the Justice Tower or something. All right, welcome to Blur Vision. <laughs> what was the world of the eyes through a couple black nerds is it needs to become something else. <laughs> something else. Resident Arrow right here. <laughs> <laughs> I am joined this week by a new crew. If you guys watch Arrow Season 5, which I'm sure like 20% do. <laughs> All five of you who actually watch it. So. Yes. This season, Arrow's moved on to a new team, Wild Dog and Artemis. It's and I, Spanish, isn't it? It is because you're Spanish. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, let's get into the new roster. Who is to my right? I'm Samia. I'm the new Artemis, apparently. And (laughs) I'm a female nerd and cosplayer. And we're with... What's up, guys? I'm Arsenio. We, re- we really got to work on this Wild Dog tag. <laughs> just like Wild Dog. It really <laughs> real. He annoys the hell out of me. When I dubbed him that, he was just like, really? <laughs> Wild really Dog, though? really? I can't be Mr. T? No, I'm Mr. T, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it actually fits you. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Arsenio. I might have done the voices a few times, and I was in an episode before, same with Sammy for the Civil War review. So it's pretty interesting being here for a regular episode. Yeah, I mean, if you guys actually heard the episode 11, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. We did like the cosplayer rant of BVS versus Civil War. Yeah. So it's really cool Wonder that now everything. you guys are back. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who's back? I should be like, allow me to reintroduce who's myself. This My is Sam. <laughs> <laughs> what up, yo? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We have a lot to catch up on. Like Doctor Strange. We got Luke Cage. We yeah. got DC TV. That oh a whole new God. season we haven't even talked about. Whole shows are coming back. Gotham's back too, but no one cares about that anymore. And four days a week of DC. We don't, we don't talk about Gotham anymore. <laughs> that's that's been over. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting choice right there. <laughs> that ended in my mind. Like, <laughs> Before we get into that, I actually wanted to give a shout out once again to Trav B. Ryan, the guy who does the theme song for Blurred Vision. Such a good yeah. theme song, dude. You know what's funny? The inline and his super friends, that really became more of a self-fulfilling prophecy than I actually realized. Yeah, because yeah. you're a teen titan now. Ah, booyah! And with that, actually, let's get into our new rating system. The problem with having a 1 to 10 thing is that most times we're somewhere falling in the, like, the 6 to 10 range. Yeah. And like, yeah. It's like 7, 6 and a half, 7. Yeah. Like the, the 1 to 5 is really just like, if you hate something, you're not going to use a 5. You're going to go right to 1. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So kind of give our show like its own identity. We kind of racked our brains and tried to come up with, at, at first, something that was in line with the blurred vision punster mentality that we got going on i mean i love the, puns guys i'm sorry the puns work so why not yeah so uh, blurred vision you know blurred black nerd blurry how many people i say blurred vision are like okay so you spell it b-l-u i'm like no no b-l-e <laughs> so we're gonna go with uh poor 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 to perfect vision yes so poor vision is your number one star 
Perfect Vision is number five. If you're dead in the middle of something, we're gonna go with. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get like a really cool like sound bite to drop in. <laughs> but for now, Passable will be our center, like our our three. If you want to go like number two, something slightly below Passable, let's mm-hmm. say barely Passable. Right. If it's something not quite perfect, but you love it a lot, we'll say more, more than, than Passable. passable. Yeah. So we're gonna go with that. And if it's that really works. bad, this is what joke I made with Jordan once. It's like, if, what happens if it's really bad? I'm like, it's Mr. Magoo. You can't see shit. <laughs> it's into completely wide. That's awesome. It's like Catwoman, Mr. Magoo. <laughs> no redeeming factors. All right, so next week we got Doctor Strange, guys. Finally. I am ready. You're excited? Yes, I am. Now give me your thoughts. Let's, let's, let's open it first with um, what are our thoughts of the trailers in general? Because we've missed like all the trailers that have come up so far. So let's just talk about our general thoughts on the trailers. Well, I stopped watching trailers for Doctor Strange a little while ago because I didn't want to know too much. Because that kind of takes down my movie watching enjoyment yeah. if I know too much about what's going on. But what I'm excited for about Doctor Strange, which made me less excited about some of the other recent Marvel movies that came out, is that it looks like a cohesive story that's just about that character and it doesn't have to link up to everything else in the universe, yeah. even though it probably inevitably will because it's Marvel. So It's, it's all connected. I feel like I'm going to watch a good movie based on a comic book character instead of just another piece of like the marketing puzzle, which is how I've been starting to feel with some Marvel movies. Yeah. I mean, call it right now. Ayagamoto. That's totally Infinity Stone. Yeah. That's the time. So it's been glowing way too many times in those posters. (laughs) (laughs) Every poster is glowing. They are not subtle. And like, yeah, it's like it has like the guardian element to it, where it's like this random thing out of nowhere that's not connected yet. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I can watch it. And like, I don't have to worry about, oh, what happened to Iron Man and Iron Man 2? What happened to Tony Stark in this time? What happened to Captain America? What happened to this, these old... Uh, Where's Bucky now? <laughs> what is he <laughs> <on? laughs> Find out in Black Panther. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. 2017. Yeah, yeah. One of those years. We all pause like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no one's keeping track of these days. They just come out every week. But yeah. With the trailers, like, I definitely like how they're doing the magic element where it's kind of like Inception. It's like breaking reality, going out of it. So it's like definitely different from the usual Hocus Pocus. Yeah, it's not Harry Potter where you're shooting like laser beams and no. pew, pew, pew. Lumos. Yeah, I don't need to see that anymore. That's what Harry Potter is for. Yeah, point. so it's like, it's definitely visually interesting. Cinematic is good. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Always been a fan of him. So the fact that he's in the Marvel Universe now, it's like, okay, we have yeah. two Sherlock Holmes. And yeah. Tilda Swinton is an amazing actress in her own right. And the fact that she's going to play that very unique character in this universe is pretty exciting too. Which was a, hum- which was yeah. a humongous controversy when it happened. I'm glad you yeah. said I was about to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, let's have the ancient one, a classic Asian character. Let's make it white. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy that you guys are happy and hyped about this, but I'm not happy that I'm now the heel. Because <laughs> I'm about to be like, I actually wasn't that excited for Doctor Strange. <laughs> I, look, okay. I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it in the same way I was looking forward to like Ant Man. We're like, Mm-hmm. I can't wait okay. to see because it's the Marvel movie mm-hmm. but it's not a character or like uh, I haven't seen anything from the trailers that made me go wow other than the Inception stuff yeah. but that's just I can describe it with something I've seen before I've seen Inception yeah. so that in itself hasn't been like mind blowing to me I've seen like the origami like trippy mind stuff in like Ant-Man yeah. where he went through the other dimension kind of the same thing yeah it's similar to elements I'm hoping they can like, connect that somehow it's all connected <laughs> I mean they can use Fantastic Four so they gotta connect it with something else yeah but I just I don't know I'm just not as hyped on it as I am I would kind of want it to be mm-hmm. but I'm hoping they're not showing you everything in the trailers because I've heard things right. like it's the, the, you're talking about the magical element yeah. they're actually doing more of like I, I heard it was like a combination of kung fu like martial arts and magic Ooh. they haven't really shown that in the trailers other than that one scene that, where you the, the, yeah the you one see punch. a little bit of the, the fighting one punch and the, the monastery mm-hmm. like you said yeah. the, the mm-hmm. training like kung fu style yeah so it's actually going to maybe come into play in the uh, movie where it's 
I don't know. In my mind, when I heard that, I'm thinking Neo. Like when he, every time he punches and kicks, it's like air bending and fire bending. You know what I mean? <laughs> That'll be the fun stuff about it. It's like if he had these potential, then why not? Because even the part where they're like jumping, they like fly away and teleport. It's like all right. yeah, it's something a little bit extra. Which I'm kind of glad they're doing from Mark's standpoint. Like they're showing all these trailers, but they're holding back the punches. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm, hoping, that's what I'm, hoping. I'm hoping too. I, I, that's if they are holding it back, and this is just a tease, then I can't wait to see it. Cause I'm gonna be mind blown. I yeah. see it. No, I hope that's the case because I did notice in a couple trailers that they seem to be recycling the same shots just a little bit more than I feel like I've seen them do with other movies. Yeah. I feel like with other movies when they release a trailer, you always see like three to four seconds of like new things, mm-hmm. and I haven't really seen that in some Doctor Strange trailers. Yeah, and it's a two-hour movie. All you keep really seeing are those scenes of like the, right. the washing his hands. The city car accident the and the city folding like that's yeah. really the most fantastic like the thing last the new trailer. thing I saw was like the last shot of him as a doctor and like yeah. one line while he was a doctor but everything else had been the same up to that point. Actually, let me get into this now before next week too because my impression of this might change when I actually see the movie yeah. but have you guys like heard his like heard him talk in character with his American accent in length mm. not at length not at length yeah not at length I, did you in see the movies. Jimmy Kimmel special <laughs> Where he does like that that funny thing with the birth, kid's birthday party and he I'm, shows up. Jimmy Kimmel like hires him. Might have like, been in past, but I don't remember it. Too oh, much. you didn't see it? Nah. He talks in his Doctor Strange American accent for the, the whole like three minutes of that video. It's pretty funny. I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's in the same vein as the Jimmy Kimmel special with uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that was actually funnier than this. Okay. <laughs> but I think part of it is not as funny because his delivery of lines. Mm-hmm. I can hear him holding back his British accent, like yeah. more so oh, than other okay. actors that I, I hear. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's definitely a training thing. Like, it's great to see his, like, his British accent is so iconic. Yeah. For when you first hear that, you're like, why not just let him have it? But it's also that his delivery, when he's in his regular accent, tends to be really, really dry, which is mm. why it works so well for characters like Sherlock. When he's British. And, yeah. <laughs> when he's British. Yeah. And, that's, and I even, hope they don't like, they don't that. make him change it in, like, say, Star Trek. Like, he yeah. didn't have to change that to be Khan. It just, like, added to thank his, God. like, attitude. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> That would have been very interesting if he was a very American sounding con. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have worked, but I think <laughs> it's also like the characters he tends to get picked for yeah. make his delivery dry. So that plus an American accent might be a little difficult. But I don't know. My fear is that they it drain it, like they drain him of like his wit and charm. I- I'm hoping that's not the case. Yeah. But yeah. like, no, I know. I don't know. Just from the, the trailers, I kind of get that impression because you only see that from him. Like yeah. he seems like just very. I don't know. Other than the word dry, not marvelized. <laughs> marvelized, he'd be like making jokes every second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like the opposite, actually. No, that'd be weedenized. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's always way to put it. Spitfire jokes. <laughs> All right, but overall, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm glad you guys are too. I, yeah. I've become the cow of the podcast, apparently. That <laughs> happens. Oh, we're gonna switch places. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on, let's actually let's stick with Marvel for a little bit in terms of news before we get into Luke Cage. Okay. Let's start with Marvel. Luke, we'll go into Luke Cage, and then we'll swing over to DCTV before we head out. Um, but for news, have you guys heard about Deadpool and the problems they're having over there? I've been reading uh, about it. Does it put fear in your heart? <laughs> a lot. A lot of very, because I enjoyed a lot of Deadpool, the, first, uh, the movie. Yeah. Because, one, it was refreshing. Oh, well, before we get into it, do you actually want to, like, talk about you since you know what's going on do you want yeah, to talk about what's happening what happened yeah. what, what, I, what I was reading about is that they were having problems with the director who has left over the casting of Cable who is an important, uh, important product and if the director isn't on board with who you want them the studio wants them to be for Cable it's I think like, I actually wrote it down who it was oh if you got the facts even better yeah <laughs> spitballing facts from Superhero Hype that I saw one week ago <laughs> nah but it's like that's the thing that's like annoying me about studios like 
how much control they have and how much they limit with the right piece. Because like with the DC movies, how many extended cuts are we getting nowadays? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So if like if the director was in fun with the casting, with the same problem that happened with Ant Man too, where they changed directors mid production. It's like, what's happening here? Yeah. And since Deadpool was such a success and how it was, and it revitalized the genre and how refreshing it was, mm-hmm. to see that change from the director who brought that vision, yeah. it's kind of like, oh boy. Yeah. This is how we can go from X-Men 1 to X-Men 3. Exactly, dude. No, it's definitely a little scary because then when it becomes like a power play between the director, the fans, and the studio, that's where people get into trouble. And that's the trouble that I think the DC movies get into more often than not is that there's just this like tug of war between what it should be and then what the other person thinks it should be. And we get these movies that aren't entirely cohesive in what they're meant to be. And I don't want to see that happen to Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool's I don't know who the cable guy is. You guys watch Bloodline or Friday Night Lights. It's Kyle Chandler. No. No? No. No. My automatic first pick would have been the guy that was in Avatar. Oh, uh, I just wrote down his name. Stephen Lang. He's not Stephen Lang. (laughs) I I saw it with Ryan Reynolds on this because he's not Stephen Lang. (laughs) And I saw a picture of the guy. He doesn't even look like, like he's not somebody you would like look at and go, that's Cable. The director apparently picked him because of like just his acting ability. Which is, I mean, mean, like people weren't behind Tom Holland at first. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we just have to remember that these thing, these things eventually start to make sense. But if it's, again, a power thing happening between the studios and the director that's making this a problem, that's a little scary in itself. I'm just going to afraid it's going to unravel what should be the best superhero sequel of all time. Like, yeah. And yeah. I don't know how much influence Tim Miller actually had on what I enjoyed of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the action sequences and all that stuff, he's very visual as a director. So that's that was all coming from him. Right. Yeah. And that was... A lot of moments in that movie, that's what I loved. That was the best opening sequence of a movie. That was all him. Most likely, it was all him. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, all the humor and stuff comes from Ryan Reynolds, and I trust him for that, but we're losing, like, what was arguably half of what made that movie great. Mm -hmm. Scared. Very scared. (laughs) Real scared. Because there's only so much Ryan Reynolds can do on his own without a similar vision behind. Because directors all have different tastes, so what might work for one director might not work for another one. Yeah. And then you have this weird power play where it's like you have to do a character that you're not really a big fan of doing, which is what happened with Spider-Man 3 with Sam Raimi, hated Venom, mm. and you could tell when you watched the movie. Threw it in there. Yeah, he <laughs> so, was just like, what should I do with this? Hey, okay. Topher. <laughs> like, catch. Just throw. <laughs> Take your fucking Venom. <laughs> uh, Get out of here. Sad time for the Marvel days back then. You know what? Peel that mask back. <laughs> I don't want to see that 70s show. <laughs> I want to see that smirky bastard face. <laughs> oh, God. Dark times. Dark times. All right. Well, one more Deadpool news when it comes out, but I'm, I'm just hoping that movie is what it's supposed to be. I'm hoping it's good. We've, we've been on a good streak with movies so far, so like, let's keep it going and not go back. Yeah. A good Marvel streak, you mean? Yeah. Well, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I'm just, just want to you know, qualify to be, that a little I'm bit. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> We love it all. Yeah. And it just hurts. I'm excited for it all just, of it. You know, and it hurts when things that we love are bad. Yeah. <laughs> Objectively bad. BVS is bad. <laughs> like, I should, just literally calling out whoever. Oh, I'm sorry. BVS I, is not that bad. You need to qualify with that. So. Half of Jordan's this is what I meant when I said we were going to trade places. <laughs> we'll defend that movie. All the time. Before we get off of uh, Marvel, though, I want to just say that you guys heard that Stan Lee literally filmed the last four cameos in yeah. a row. If that's, that's not like really, a warning sign. That's really hard to think about. It feels like bad luck. You know, it feels like I'm old. 
I just there's so many things. It's it's smart getting it all out of the way, especially since, since it's not he was doing like his last Comic Con appearances. Yeah, and Stanley is like ninety four. Yeah, the dude honestly should have been able to retire sooner, but yeah. I assume he didn't want to. I'm gonna assume that this is what he wanted for his life. I would yeah. hate to think that he's been forced into this for the last ten years. Yeah, not be not be like weak and stands. No more. You get on that stage. Now you're a, a strip. Now you now you work at a strip club. Like, please. There's only so many times Stanley can be moved around where you don't start wondering. It's like, is this Stanley or is this Weekend and Bernie's? Stanley. Oh my God, no. Oh, just popping around. I just I, I just wanted to like talk about this a little bit for this one quote. I just found hilarious. It's it's fucked up. That I found hilarious, but they described him on the set of um, all his cameos as he was unbelievable. He was on fire. He came in. He sat here. He stood there. He stood in this window, and then he went home. That was oh a direct quote from Kevin Feige about Stan Lee. Oh my god! Kevin Feige. <laughs> oh, uh, oh during my his cameos, god. he stood there. He sat there. <laughs> they went home. You'd They're great. Think, you'd think he was a cat. You'd think he was like a hired cat. Like the cat stood still. It looked at the camera when you wanted it to. It was amazing. Well, with actually an actor having like Stan just show up, it's like, all right, I'm here. Do my line. I'm out. Okay, dude. Since like, all right, problem solved. Easiest director job because having somebody yeah. who's not working is a pain in the ass. Yeah. I, does that mean like all these cameos are gonna be filmed like a vacuum? Like, what, how does that work? Is it gonna be green screened into like the background of other scenes? Is That's like, the tricky part because then it, like depends on some movies are like actual set that are being built. Like, yeah, are they already having those planned out, or is just like here's our Stanley for the week. Just toss it in whatever movie. This works in context. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't feel as Per- I, don't, I mean, I don't know how these things are filmed beforehand, but that doesn't feel as personal at all. It's just like, no. I like have this insert cameo. It's literally insert cameo here. <laughs> yeah. I have like this 40s, like 1940s view of like film production in my head where they had like the little studio warehouses and I just picture like that they just built one. It's like four different movies on four different sides. <laughs> He's like, Guardians of the Galaxy over here, Ant-Man 2 over there, like Infinity oh War God. over here. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so moving from Stan Lee and all that jazz, it, he actually made an appearance in Luke Cage. Let's move on to Luke Cage. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you know where he made the appearance at? He was in a poster. Yes, he was in a poster. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I caught that. I was like, wait a second. Is that? Pause. Get close to my TV. I was like, why does it not have Zoom? <laughs> yeah, it's Stan. I don't know why he doesn't make actually appearances in the Netflix stuff. Yeah. Weird. It's true. It's considering how like religious they are about how much he's in the movies. Yeah. It's like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, like at this point, it's what, like our fourth or fifth year of Netflix Marvel? Yeah. yeah. That's a while. He only just retired. And it's arguably better than the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Consistent. <laughs> Ain't the big screen. I don't care. Spider friends. <laughs> well, because like the great thing about like the Marvel series too is that you actually get to see like, like kind of like art pieces in a way. Like if you will, like it's really good writing. It's stories about like quote unquote maybe like people like you. Except there's also these added elements of abilities and things like that that are making it a Marvel story about a specific character. But they are very well written, and they're like they're not just a comic show you know what I mean like they're yeah. so accessible in so many ways and they're so well thought out it's like a complete thought exactly they're, they're dramas with superhero elements edited in yeah. right yeah. Exactly. which makes it more accessible in the or like run. what Arrow tried to be until it became Batman I mean yeah. arguably it was Batman that's why it was good at first yeah <laughs> Like it was just straight up Dark Knight at first. Yeah, but first it was like killing. It was like 
what's cool about Batman, and then it tried to just be Batman. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, yeah. season three. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that after. No, like okay. another thing about the Netflix series, like sometimes when I'm watching it, like I forget I'm watching a Marvel show until they mention like the incident right, or exactly. a guy with a hammer, and I'm like, yeah. oh shit, that did happen. <laughs> Fuck. They have to until a guy with a magical hammer comes in, you're like, oh right, this is the world where that happened. Like, big neon sign, Thor guys, he's talking about Thor. Just over here jamming to like the sounds of Harlem. Like what? Like aliens? This happens. All right, so let's get into Luke Cage. We're like, and we are so overdue. I beyond overdue. Yeah, <laughs> so overdue that Netflix crashed when it first came out because that's yes. how many people were trying to watch it. It literally broke yeah. their internet. It was so popular, <laughs> and for good reason. Good I yeah. I really enjoyed the Luke Cage series. Yeah, I mean, and it's done something completely different from any other Netflix series, and beyond that, any other superhero show where it's combined culture and music in a certain a way that I've, I've never seen until no, no, it's really true. Like I was, I was actually just watching some episodes earlier and. Uh, seeing how people are interacting with like the politics of the street and like yeah. who's just trying to keep their head down and live their daily life and who who has like a different interpretation of what you have to do for survival, who has a moral code and who doesn't. These are things that I studied when I took sociology in college. Just like like what intersectional like race and class differences can do to give you a different life situation and how that affects different people. And I don't think I can say that I ever saw sociological elements affect a storyline in a comic like movie or show before as much as I see it in Luke Cage, which is where the culture comes in. Exactly. And I really enjoy how well integrated it is because we need to have these conversations too, let's be honest. Really, honestly. And I just love how like it's it's almost as if it's the most realistic part. It's the most yeah. mm -hmm. it's the section of the Marvel Universe that feels was the most like our world yeah exactly like headlines like are basically playing out in mm -hmm. the show yeah like, yes exactly yeah. and there are moments where luke cage talks to um like different people in the show or even like the episode three the intro where he like, he's like talking to that kid he's yeah. almost talking to the audience talking to the youth of our, our generation like right. talking to the, our culture as it stands today right and he's angry but it's like a righteous anger yeah and i don't know i just like something like that because he chills in the, in the show <laughs> it's like oh yes a great thing about that scene too is how the way that it was shot where the guy's behind him and he's looking straight at the camera so in a sense cinematically that's what the director wanted he's talking to the audience yeah. to the youth and it's like damn without even realizing like you, you just made that connection and you wouldn't even thought about it but then the director's like good that's what I want <laughs> rub my hands together because you see the vision <laughs> well the show was created by uh, Chiyo Hidari Coker mm -hmm. a really intelligent man shout out to Fanbro show if you guys listen to that um, he, they did a whole interview podcast with him really intelligent give it a listen um, he just talks about like the influences that like, went to the show different musical elements in it all over my head because I'm a fan of like you know Wu-Tang Clan and all that jazz but yeah. not as hardcore as these guys they go like it's an encyclopedia of hip hop I'm not that yeah. <laughs> I'm not that blur guys <laughs> Bad Jordan. <laughs> but let's let's talk about since oh Sam hasn't seen all the episodes, so I think what we want to do today is just, let's just talk about some non-spoilery stuff. Yeah. And let's try and keep the conversation within like the first four episodes. I don't want to spoil it for you, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> I don't. I just finished episode five. I saw Luke Cage's origins. I know some of the spoilers from later in the season, but yeah. I, I appreciate not you know, unleashing everything. Right I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I should be caught up by next time, though. It's when we do. Spoilers. I don't want to ruin for you like the best moment in the show for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely possible. It's like that's fair. When Jordan was like, oh, I'm like, have you finished Luke Cage? I was like, nah, not yet. He's like, I want to do a podcast. I'm like, all right, I'll binge it all night at work. And as I mentioned, I was like, all right, I'm done. Holy shit, I need a minute. <laughs> um, but going back to our rating system, like, I guess what we should do is let's all just kind of give 
our spoiler-free general review mm-hmm. one at a time, and then we'll just mm-hmm. crack it open. Let's talk about the characters and just dissect it from there. Sounds good. So let's we'll start with Sam, since you're at four episodes, in, five episodes in. How do you feel um, about so far? So because I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to like say perfect right now, even though I enjoy it so much. I would say more than passable. Okay. Yeah. I really, really like it. I know that it gets a little weird later on, so I'm like, I'm holding on to my, <laughs> holding on to my revolver. Like, please don't fuck it up. Please don't fuck it up. Um, but I really love the style of it right now. I love the characters. I love that everyone is so three dimensional. That mm. um, you have Cottonmouth reacting to, like, Pop's death. Is that a- yeah, Pop. I'm sorry. Am I spoiling that? No. I mean, no. We Spoilers for the first four episodes. Yeah, yes. okay, Five episodes. <laughs> Even though it's okay. been out for like weeks. Yeah, come on. We're late. Yeah, <laughs> we're true. late to the game. You guys <laughs> haven't seen this far. We're giving you it's a your lesson fault. right I'm now. Yeah. Yeah. All of you. Um, but no, how he reacted to Pop's death and just got so angry that like one of his underlings like just went to, we need the money back and didn't even think about like the repercussions Made an executive of decision. That. Yeah. Oh. And then what he Oh, what he word said, executive decision? Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> no, next episode, he was feeling himself. He doesn't feel anything anymore. Nice. It's like, yes. Best line. And it's just like, I don't usually like like that type of role. You always have to make kind of like the kingpin character, which is he is for the first five episodes. But like, I get where he comes from, even yeah. though I don't agree with him. And I don't like that never really happens in a show. So I'm really enjoying it for that reason, too. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Arse. <laughs> it's de- it definitely feels like alive because personally I live in Washington Heights so I'm not that far from Harlem here. Yeah. So even seeing where it's filming I was like oh like I've seen that area I noticed like it's shot very on location. Mm-hmm. Was the one thing that kind of bugged me about Daredevil was like oh yeah this is what Hell's Kitchen I'm like that's not Hell's Kitchen. Like that's Williamsburg. They, they panned out and showed like the I hooks exploding like that's the whole that's all of New York like yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about that Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like there's no Times Square there, but it's like it's very close. It feels real. It feels authentic, even even in Harm's Paradise. And it's like that's like all the jive clubs out there, and it has that seventies element that Luke Cage contained originally, yeah. without going too much into black exploitation. Mm-hmm. It has the elements of it, yeah. but it still reigns it in realism. Like Pop's Barbershop, like half the barbershop I would go to when I was a kid. So it's like you always had that element, that character that you know. Even how the cops are, some some are more sideways, some are more straightforward, and you're like, damn. It's like you're actually outside in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in terms of like the openings, I think Luke Cage is one of the best opening intros that we've had in the series. It's a testament to it's literally like an homage to Harlem. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it like it shows him has his body, but then it shows the city on him and everything. It's like yeah. it's refreshing. And it's the streets they pick too, like showing Malcolm X Avenue, for example. You know. Yeah, out of Clayton like, Powell and all these streets mm-hmm. where it's like it's all that they're preaching on. There's some characters like Mariah. Who, when I, first episode, I was like, I hate you. As I seriously kept going, I started hating her more and more, but I appreciate what she was doing as a character without getting into, much into what happens later on. But it's like, I can't stand your ass. <laughs> I see caught him up and I was like, all right, he's got swag. <laughs> he's dope. Then when we get to his story, you're like, damn, you actually start feeling bad for the guy at some points. Yes. Have you gotten to his backstory yet, Sam? No. No, no you haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. But you both touched on something that is why I love this show so much, at, at least for the first seven episodes. And I'm glad, actually, in hindsight, that you haven't finished the show yet because I get to hear your thoughts before the twist and afterwards. Before the shark? Before they jump the shark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for a backup time. Because yeah. until the twist, what I love most about the show is that, like Game of Thrones, it's like Game of Thrones in this way, everything's gray. You call it mm-hmm. three-dimensional. You say it was like out of real life. That's, that mm-hmm. is real life. Yeah. Everything's a shade of gray. All the characters, yeah. good and bad. Yeah. Pop 
he's the Uncle Ben in this show. Yeah. He's exactly. the like the voice of reason, the voice of like love and understanding. Broke for Luke my Cage. heart episode two. The motivating factor that gets him to be the superhero that we need him to be, that Harlem needs him to be. Yeah. And it makes so much sense because with Luke Cage's personality, like you don't really see what from what we've seen before, you don't see him going into the hero role that easily. Exactly. But like he needed that push. He was on silence all Jessica Jones. Exactly. Yeah. But even Pop. Yeah. He has a, a, a darker side. He had he had a past. There's yeah. a reason why they call him Pop. Snap Cracker Pop, Pop, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're showing Luke Cage those photos and stuff. You're like, it felt like your grandfather showing you like this is me back in the day, son. <laughs> so it was just so relatable. Like, I think Pop literally is Uncle Ben done better than in any of the movies because you got more time mm-hmm. to spend with him. You know, always, before it always forward. Yeah, oh, always forward. Forward always. Last words. I'm like, goddamn. And I didn't catch at the time when he says like to swear to swear yeah. to do it swear jar I'm like oh man come on <laughs> it's his character because that, that's his whole main thing yeah. the shop was supposed to be Switzerland and then because somebody was feeling himself too much it all goes to shit exactly. and that pushes him into the hero role where it's like I'm doing what I need to do but it's like I can't sit by anymore yeah mm-hmm. and Cottonmouth is such a charismatic villain even more so to me than Kingpin I, I understand oh, where yeah. Kingpin was coming from too but Cottonmouth even more so yeah. especially when she gets his backstory you completely understand where he's coming from and he's not a bad guy he has a code of honor yeah. he yeah. like when Pops is killed yeah. there used to be rules to this thing exactly he literally goes out of his way to say that he goes out of his way to kill the guy who killed Pop out of revenge because like that wasn't right yeah <laughs> and I just a villain with like a moral code mm-hmm. that's compelling yeah. yeah like it's you have to like the villain yeah. to like a show and that's why I think like Luke Cage was so freaking amazing yeah, yeah. um when everyone has a motivation that's different from the next person's motivation, yes. then nobody is in the right. So you can root for different characters, and you're probably going to root for Luke Cage more because he's they like, make him more likable because he's the main character. Yeah. But the fact that you understand that there's levels to everything makes the stakes so much higher, I think, because then it's what happens when those agendas clash. Yeah. It's not good versus evil anymore. It's like one person's plan versus another, and that's always more compelling to me. Exactly. And like honestly, I think I like the villain more than the hero in almost all the Daredevil. I mean, all the Netflix shows. Yeah. All yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm like, yeah, Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Kingpin definitely was good when you see a story unfolding throughout Daredevil. Yeah, I think that's the only example where I might have liked Daredevil more. Yeah. Just, I, I like that. Cause, yeah. Because it's new. You know, it's the yeah. first time you're actually going into like a, a darker Marvel universe. So like just that that story, like having a story unfold, I like yeah. that a lot more. Yeah. But also like uh, Wilson Fisk was a little bit more of a caricature of the villain he was supposed to play. Just like a little bit more than any other villains in the Marvel series. He's a little me. damaged. That's why. That's why I couldn't. He's very no, damaged. He, yeah, that's how he talks. Like, I can't even talk normal. <laughs> but there would be like there was just like one too many idiosyncrasies when they made his character. In mm. my opinion, you know, there wasn't. There was something that was like. They never showed him, for example, with like mismatched socks or like something yeah. out of whack that would say like this is a human at this point. You know, he was a little bit too mechanical. Yeah. Yeah. And then he would say like I'm damaged. That's why I'm like this. It's like, well, <laughs> he's a big baby. <laughs> Literally. But Cottonmouth, he's a likable guy. Like he's, he's very smooth. charismatic. He's charismatic. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like a comparison from like him to Kingpin. I could see myself see, going to Cottonmouth and be like, you know what? I could follow this guy. Yeah, I mean, did you get to the mm-hmm. scenes um, in the church where they both give the uh, memorial speech to Pop? Nah, not yet. No, not yet. Oh, you haven't gotten there yet? That's a good one. Yet. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's and that's a one. that shows you just like how much of a like 
a stand-up guy really cottonmouth is on yeah. a certain level. <laughs> yeah. But you understand, like, he's a bad dude, but he at least has a code. Well, when yeah. when um he confronted Luke Cage when Luke's trying to, like, set up the funeral for Pop, and he's like, oh, it's already taken care of, and then when yeah. they're talking, Luke is like, I don't want your, like, guilty blood money. Like, I really, I had a really conflicting moment because I was like, I agree with Luke. Like, maybe it's not the right money to use, but then again, I kind of am on Cottonmouth's side. Like, I want yeah. Pop to have a good funeral. Like, it really wasn't actually his fault. It exactly. was just his guys. Like, I was like, oh my God, this gray area is like going to squish me right now. Yeah. Like, I like that show so much. <laughs> that's the best thing about that scene where you're like, damn, who do I side with? Like, it felt, yeah. that's why it felt real to me. Yeah. But um, let's just talk about, let's, let's move on to a different character. Well, Black Mariah. Side piece, <laughs> not actually the side piece, but <laughs> you know I like mean? secondary to Cottonmouth, at least in the beginning of the show. I do not like her. You don't like Black Mariah? <laughs> not a fan? Okay, so like when I was a kid, this is gonna sound like a tangent, but it's not. Like, but when I was a kid, <laughs> I pulled my hair and I cried. Okay. And then my parents would like take my hand out of my hair, and then I'd sit there for a second, and then I pulled my hair again and I cried. To me, Mariah is like that because <laughs> she's like, I need money, but my reputation. Kill that guy and get me money, but my reputation. How could you do illegal activity? And I'm like, bitch, like what do you want? I don't want all the details. Just get it done. Yeah. She's just like, I, I don't know. And then she's like, no, I really care about everything I do. Okay, that's why you use hand sanitizer when you're like touching small children in a park for like a PR event. No, yeah, she's filth. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's like, she's filth with like the, the, the guise of a sheep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's just, so I just don't like her because she's whiny, but I've, I've met people that have tendencies like that. So like, I'm not saying she's an unrealistic character. I'm just saying that I would punch out somebody like that in real life. So I want to punch her <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, she got a mean streak on her. But yeah, she's definitely, when I first saw her, I was like, okay, why are you here? Who are you? And then we got more in the episode, especially in the first episode. It was like, okay, she's there. She's his bank. Like, yeah. oh, they're cousins. Is that add an element where it's mm -hmm. like, you're supposed to be a good figure for the public when you're clearly connected to like the kingpin of Harlem where it's like right. where do you balance like the social interactions like being it's like oh we can't be seen together like okay but you're still doing business with the guy yeah and your blood relations so I'm not sure how yeah. much so it's gonna help there's only so much of an image she could put on now I keep going through series like okay she gets a little bit better but from the first second I was like props to the actress because I literally couldn't stand the first second I was like oh god yeah it's like kind of just kill her I don't care if she's family <laughs> toss her into Harlem's paradise well she's just like she's so whiny and like yeah she gave him money but then like the like at least as far as I've gotten she's just whining about needing the money back but she doesn't do anything she's just like nagging him every time we see her for the first five episodes. her character has one of like the most interesting arcs in the show yeah. so I'm okay. I, I, I really want to hear what you think about um Past the twist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely we'll flips we'll do Mariah it. Mariah Part Two. Yeah, Mariah Part Two. Put a hole in that for now. Do you have any opinions on Shades? He intrigues me. He really does. Um, like obviously, I don't, I don't know as much about him right now because I've only just seen him in the flashback with Luke Cage when they're in prison together. But when he goes up to Cottonmouth and you know says, "I'm sorry about Pops," and he's like, "We should wait," and he says, "I, sh I told you you should have waited. Like, don't shoot up the whole barbershop." Yeah. Like you can tell that there's, there's a lot of different thoughts happening in his brain and that there's like a philosophy or a code going on behind there and I just want to know what it is because he's like he's a weird strong character oh I know you're God, like I want to break right it open now. so much <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I can leave the room if you want no no it's just because like I, it's I, I like hearing what someone thinks of the character before. before other events happen yeah so 
at the point that you're in the show now, there was intrigue that I had for Shades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'll just be honest. Like, it doesn't go anywhere for me. <laughs> it does not pay off in the long run. And it's funny because yeah. that, that actor, um, he was on Sons of Anarchy as a character called Juice. And Juice is a constant fuck up on that show. <laughs> so, like, the entire time I'm watching Shades, I'm, I've got, How like, this. fuck up, Juice? Yeah. I've got, yeah. <laughs> I've got this narrative back in my mind, like, he's a constant fuck up. He's going to fuck up somewhere. <laughs> He's not yeah, cool. I know he's not cool. <laughs> so it's going to happen. And like maybe that was also a factor and like why I was already waiting for that character not to impress me, but Yeah. I want to talk about it, but we'll yeah. wait. We'll yeah. wait. <laughs> well, and and I have to be honest, there's not that many like like non black people in the main cast for the first couple of episodes, but yeah. he's the only one, so he's, he's like few, yeah. he's that odd white skinny street kid that you're like, what was your circumstance Are these Spanish? growing up here? Yeah. Is yeah. he Spanish? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the character's supposed to be Spanish. Yeah. Actor's Italian. So oh he, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, so he pulled the uh, Apochino. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I even rate uh, Luke Cage. I would say where you're at right now, I would have given it a perfect. I would have yeah. been like, I, that show hooked me. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> side note, I actually binge almost all of Luke Cage um, during my cosplay con from New York Comic Con. So, <laughs> literally, while I was painting my cyborg Stand cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> I so, could not stop watching. I was like, I watch one more episode, like four in the morning. Like, I gotta keep going. <laughs> it's so good. I gotta that keep going. That was literally me at work. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's <laughs> that was me for like the first seven, eight episodes, mm-hmm. and then after that, it was kind of a struggle to get to the end and finish. Yeah. And like, literally, I didn't watch the last episode until after New York Comic Con. Yeah. Like, I I just couldn't like bring myself. Like, I wasn't as excited to finish it mm-hmm. as I was when I started it. Yeah, and it's because you kind of lose steam toward the end. So yeah. like, what started off as a, a perfect for me, probably ended up more than passable. Somewhere between passable and more than passable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I would say more than passable because I I did like a, the. I would say 70% of the show a lot. Yeah. Right. And the last half, or not half, the last 30%, even though it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. It loses steam, but it's still delivers. It was still passable. Yeah, still so it averages out to about more yeah. than passable, I would And it say. doesn't take away from how good, like, the first few episodes are, too. No, it doesn't. You know, no. Like, the first 70%. Yes. But the problem is, like, with the anything, payoff. if you yeah, have the payoff, and if you don't stick the landing, that's, like, yeah. the impression you're left with. Because when you're talking right now to me about, like, the first episodes... Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of those like in a daze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A four in the morning painting daze. So it's like, yeah, you're reminding me of like, all the things I loved about the show so much. But that's like, not like oh. the last taste I had in my mouth when I walked away right. from it. Yeah. Right. Which sucks. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Don't you love like that when you get that first experience again you're like, damn, I want to go back to like the first time I saw it and get that same sensation. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with me is like, I give it also a more than passable. Yeah. Where it's like the first episodes helping solid. Every time it ended, I'm like, fuck. Now I got to see the next one. Like even just like when she was watching me before that, for the flash, she's like, they just blew up the fucking Chinese restaurant with an RPG. What the fuck? I'm like, next one? Like, like, you don't please. shoot a yeah. rocket at a freaking brownstone. Like, you just don't do these things. I love those characters, too. The the Asian landlords. Yeah. Completely non-stereotypes. Exactly. She starts off as a hard ass, but has a whole arc where she ends up uh, having one of the one of the tear-joking, jerking moments for me <laughs> when he goes, I got you. I don't yeah. know why, but Mike Coulter saying I got you made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. Mike Coulter saying any lines always get me. Because every time he talks, I'm like, oof, man. Just coffee talk. got you. <laughs> I can go for some coffee. I'll go for some coffee right now. <laughs> Mike Coulter. Yeah, I mean, I could see. I could, is that a universal thing, Sam? Are you also in love with Mike Coulter? I feel like every woman thinks yeah. that man is like the most attractive thing in the world. I, I just apologized to Arsenio and Daredevil earlier. I was like, I'm sorry. Seriously? He's a gangster. <laughs> you just can't. He is. He's just too big and beautiful. I don't. But it's like, <laughs> his but it's, acting, his delivery is what keeps it so refreshing too. Exactly, yeah. it's his acting, it's his voice, and it's how they wrote his character. Because at 
at first I was like I'm not gonna be like every woman I'm not gonna fall for this man <laughs> like, he's just literally. so sweet but yeah, yeah it's like, you know what people call like cinnamon rolls demeanor. is he a cinnamon roll <laughs> cause he's so sweet and huggable like a bear I know he's a cinnamon roll with a S-I-N yeah <laughs> coffee <laughs> Well, and it's like it's his morality and it's it's like how I don't know how centered he has to be in every situation like even when he was in the prison and he's facing like all these conflicting emotions about whether oh, or not he's going to be that like dog night. like dog fighting basically yeah. and be part of that crime and then try, good trying intentions, to survive yeah. and he's just he's always just trying to pick the thing that will hurt the least amount of people yeah that's all of his decisions and that's a really hard thing to do in real life and I like getting to see a character that has to face those impossible choices that are really like human. You know, they're really simple choices. I really like that they call him the Captain America of Harlem, both in the comic and in the show, mm-hmm. and a few times. Because it really drives home the point that like like the the king metaphor they have for the cotton mouth and like whoever's you know the leader of the right yeah at the time focusing on the crown. Yeah, like heavy is the head that wears the crown. Mm-hmm. Luke Cage also represents that and he wears the burden of not only people's expectations, but like the actual like city itself to a certain extent. Yeah. I just I love that and like it's really exemplified, especially in the prison where he does want to do the least harm to everyone else. And he'll take it all himself. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what it takes to do the right yeah. thing. And he's just trying not to die yeah. by the end of it. Like but he doesn't want anyone else to get killed. Thank God science. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank God that scientist. cop tried to kill him and it went wrong and his skin became diamonds. Yeah. Right. That wasn't supposed to happen. But you know we have Luke Cage now. Yeah. That was like one of the scenes in, from the flashback that killed me the first night he's in jail where he's like punching the wall and like screaming breaking down he's like you'll survive as long as you remember who you are yeah. where it's like this is an innocent man in jail and you're like what kind of emotions does he have like swarming in his head right now Yeah. where he's like I've done like I'm like I'm not guilty but I'm not innocent either so it's like that's layers to the character where it's like like we say again the gray area Yeah. where is he coming from and it's just like that pain is like that was real it's like damn exactly I mean so overall thoughts so far we all like it. We're all high on it. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you, actually. Yo. After the, the the skip, were you the same way? Was it harder to watch the episode? Did it feel like it dragged? There was definitely points where I was just like, okay, where I would like blink and I was like, did I just knock out of 20 minutes or did I just forget what happened the past few minutes? <laughs> like, there's part... <laughs> Rewind 30 minutes. Oh my God, I want to talk about the dumbest thing in the show, but I'll save that. <laughs> yeah. Back of Diamonds. Yeah. Uh, no, not even that. I mean, oh my God, yes. 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 I mean, I know about that, so if you want... Oh, Diamondback? You know I know that character? about it, yeah. Oh, okay. Do you know about Judas Bullets? Yes. Yeah, I told her about Judas Bullets. How do you make... How do you mass-produce what is essentially Kryptonite for the character that his whole gimmick is that he's bulletproof? That's the question. The question is, how do you mass-produce that? Because do you know how much fucking machinery you would have to make and how much material you'd have how to How much alien material do they have to, to like, do that? Are your pockets, like, endless? Like, are they infinite that you could just spend all that money on? Because <laughs> there's no conceivable reason why that's okay. But even then, it's like, okay, it's mass-produced. It gives it to every cop. It's like, okay, that sucks. That's horrible. And this should be, like, an exclusive thing. A houseway. Yeah, houseway. Yeah. It's 1% have, but then it's like, okay, what if it gets shot again? We gotta go through the whole damn process again? Exactly. Just to get healed? Like, fuck that. It ain't easy. Like, no. <laughs> you gotta get dipped in asses the whole process. <laughs> You'll get there. Just a couple episodes. <laughs> and, and also, one thing I first, when I was watching, I was like, oh, Hammer Tech. And I was like, oh, great, it's gonna suck. And then all these weapons are actually working. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, Hammer Tech was arrested in Iron Man 2. Yeah. So that's probably why his shit works now, but it's like, again, connecting to the show where if you're not thinking about it, it's like, oh, yeah, that happened in Iron Man 2. Which I blanked out of. Yeah. But damn, Judas Bullets. 
that, that, that whole conceit just ruined the show for me toward the end. And I get, I get why, because you, if he's that on something, like, how are you actually gonna stop him? There were a million ways. And yeah, you know what? Awesome. I'm gonna say this: Black Mariah was robbed of being probably the, one of the strongest characters in the show because there's yeah. a point where she's more intimidating to me than even Cottonmouth, where she tell where. Cottonmouth basically explains to her like we can't kill this guy he's bulletproof mm -hmm. like there's nothing we can do to him she goes there's other ways to kill a man as a woman there you know how to kill someone bigger and stronger than you yeah. can you poison him can you drown him yeah. and like when she goes through the list I'm like that's scary shit yeah. <laughs> she's planned this out yes and it's like that makes so much sense like, as a man I was like Cottonmouth I was not thinking about like he's killable he's unkillable how can yeah. we defeat this guy yeah. like there are other ways to kill a man other than to shoot him in the face the hard Osborne yes and for the first half of the show what they really focus on is hurting him emotionally and that's mm -hmm. where the strength of the show is because mm -hmm. you like it, it's not like Daredevil where like the action is like a centerpiece it's yeah. there's no fight it's Luke Cage he can throw you through a wall by just like pushing you or plucking the you against the like, the guy grabs a, a car door and just raids the entire makes you a burrito stash, like, <laughs> like, wraps it around <laughs> <laughs> do a burrito essentially a burrito <laughs> <laughs> like, like and that's probably the Probably the best action scene in the entire series is that in episode three. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. bar none. There's not really any other action set pieces in the show. No. Mm -hmm. You would think they would have had one for the finale, but... They tried. <laughs> I mean, no spoilers. I mean, unless you know about how the how the whole thing ends nah. with the... No? I'm going to say okay, it's good intentions. Yeah. They, mm. they definitely tried with that last action piece, but um, no. It's like after... I've like seen it better on Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like also like Way after better. the Daredevil season finale, like that entire fight sequence on the rooftop. Oh, yeah. It's like, why can't we get this also here? But it's, it's kind of interesting about the, the Marvel shows, too, because like Daredevil, obviously, is going to have a lot of fighting elements because A, it's Daredevil. B, it's Elektra. C, it's the hand. <laughs> so you have all these characters where like fighting is what they do. But in Jessica Jones, like the finale we had for that wasn't really like fighting heavy. But that's another show. That, like, and that fucked with you emotionally. Yeah. yeah, but that whole show, I did, there was never a point where I was looking for Jessica Jones to like, just throw hands, like to be, yeah, like, exactly. to be like an amazing fighter. Like, I was never looking for that. Like What I was looking for in that show was Psychological thrills, yeah. which deliver in spades. Yeah. yeah, even better that they paired up a character like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones that have like physical powers mm -hmm. with someone who could like literally smash with your mind. Mm -hmm. And the precursor to all the coffee, exactly. <laughs> and like that's what Luke Cage did well in the first half. I think was doing that same kind of thing, but without the mind power element. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, I'm a gangster. I'm going to hurt you where it hurts because I know people. <laughs> That's the one line I love. Like, before he starts going fully on his plans, like, I'm going to take his rook. I'm going to take his pawns. Yeah. I'm taking all his pieces off the board. And it's like, yeah. holy shit. Yes. My guy. <laughs> Dude. Oh. Um, before we get out of Luke Cage, though, um, I do want to talk about the music in the show, especially. Just for like, especially that scene with the hail, uh, what was it? Hail to the king? I think so. Hail to the Chief? Yeah. With Jadena? Mm -hmm. Just that whole musical montage of like just intercut between Luke Cage and Cottonmouth and all the imagery with Biggie Smalls freaking uh, the portrait. Yeah. Just, uh, I love it. Or even like the performers were doing like the live performances at the Harlem's Paradise and they're cutting to the action and the stuff. Like in episode three where they have uh, Charles Barkley singing. Yeah. Like they're cutting back to the action and you're like, okay, great music, great soul to it. Yeah. And you get to these fights and it's like, all right, it keeps it fresh where it's not like random music number five. Exactly, and it was so smart to have like that be built into the show with that whole like because it's the culture yeah. is the aspect like, it's part of the the living breathing aspect of Harlem where it's yeah. like keep it 
don't take out what makes it it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that club was a brilliant writing decision in their part. It's amazing. Which yeah. bring which also brings it back to what you mentioned before, Jordan, about how they brought so much culture into Luke Cage because all of that music is really part of like that community and communities like it, like the like what happened in the Harlem Renaissance and how people used rap and how people used hip hop to get other messages out there that weren't gonna be projected otherwise. Yeah. So having that so integral and then also like as Arsenio said, like having it live and not just being like, and now the radio is like playing <laughs> and this is the greatest playlist ever and you yeah. know, not making it random is a really wonderful, fresh way to keep that integrated because it feels important. Like the music always feels important. It feels like some of the attitude and like the magic yes. of the show is coming from the music. The music in this show more than any other literally tells the story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and music has that power, but nobody really ever utilizes it that way. Because we got to put that soul in it with Luke Cage, man. <laughs> Black, we got to put some soul in it for Netflix. <laughs> I, I definitely can't wait for Sam and T Bulletproof in the final episodes. Oh, we'll yeah. Them in. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. I'm so excited to keep watching this show. Like, Here's it's the thing, there's too many conventions. So yeah, like, it came out at the first... wrong, wrong time for a lot of people. <laughs> for but, cosplayers. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's just Luke Cage, just the community, like you talk about the culture, like the community aspect. Like, that's what I love the most about Luke Cage. Like, when there's moments where they actually show the city, the city mm -hmm. felt more alive, again, more than in, like, Daredevil or him, in Jessica him Jones. Walking, it was more of a character. Him walking yeah. on his way to work in the first episode and, like, being stopped, getting the paper. Exactly. Avoiding mm -hmm. his landlady, like, what? <laughs> like, that's like, yeah, that's that's a day in the life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially later in the show, like, when people learn more about Luke Cage, like, it becomes, they, they actually do the, does the world need a Superman question better than BBS does? <laughs> Well, and I would argue that Luke Cage is better at being Robin Hood than yeah. Arrow as Robin Hood. I agree with that as well. Because <laughs> I was like, he's really about to steal from everyone and just give it to people for good cause. Go Luke Cage. I mean, you can't ignore like, like the, 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 the like social Hood. commentary of the hoodie being like his cape and cow. Like no, being like I was, I was just going to yeah. mention that too. I was like, I'm yeah. so glad they made that like, part of his character, the fact that he always has a hoodie. Yeah. It's like the director said, at this time and point, we need a bulletproof yeah. black man. Exactly. Well, at, at the end of episode five, after he saves like... Um, the landlady, the Chinese lady from the rubble, mm -hmm. and all the reporters are chasing him. Are like, at least tell us your name. And he he turns around and he takes the hood off. And I was like, that imagery of like being in front of all those news sources, but like taking the hood off, yeah. and like being kind of just a different face from what we have unfortunately seen with like Trayvon Martin and all these news stories that have happened in our life yeah. was so powerful because I could exactly see why they did it, and I'm so happy they do that. And it was so impactful when he says, I'm Luke Cage, which gets ruins later down the line. Because when I'm oh, Luke Cage again. <laughs> like, I was like, I, I was so in the same speech. Here, like, I was like, oh my God, preach, girl. I was like, preach. Yeah, then I just remembered, yes. and I'm like, fuck. Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get back to Luke Cage, and we'll, we'll break on some of the other characters. We didn't even really talk about Missy Knight or like um, Scarf. Yeah. I even like Scarf and how he was kind of great, too. Yeah. But, um... Like, you've gotten that far though, right? Yeah, she got yeah. the scarf. Oh, she, she got, got the, the scarf twist and all that stuff. Yeah, I won't, we'll bring that up later. But I'm gonna move on. You ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was now that fired. Jordan's over Luke Cage again, we're gonna <laughs> move on. <laughs> all right, so let's move on. Oh, before we go to DC though, you guys seen the uh, the Iron Fist trailer, right? 
was trailer. I think I saw the teaser of it. Yeah, it's like the mid thirty. Yeah, like, little mm-hmm. teaser trailer where like it's just, he's like sitting there and the little bit with his hand glowing and blah 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 blah. blah. Are you excited? Are you excited for you the tell me there was a trailer out? Oh, you know it was an IFS IFS teaser. Source, it came out during Comic Con. There was a lot going on. Yeah, it literally came out during Comic Con. Oh, Shout true. out to our friend Jason. Was it didn't there. show much. It, yeah, you know it's it's a teaser. Yeah, but you know it gives you just a taste of like what the visuals might look like, how powerful mm-hmm. he is. A little snippet of the action, which. It better be beyond Daredevil level. That's all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> it's iron. When the character's entire thing is fighting. Like, come on. Yeah. Still feel like it's a missed opportunity that he wasn't actually recast as an Asian character. Or that's ma- just me. Yeah. <laughs> but if you had this debate. Make it a new character and not be like an Asian Danny Rand. Could do that. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it either way. Like I always say, if you're gonna, if you're gonna change race for characters, they like, work sometimes. Just not when you're feeding into a stereotype. Because my problems when they made Wally West black in the comics was like, oh, he's black. He's also a juvenile delinquent now. It's like, thanks, guys. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> really great job breaking stereotypes. <laughs> Which is a segue to the CW segment because how they handle him on the TV show is so much refreshing. Where it's like, okay, I mean, he was still kind of a criminal. He was. <laughs> there was a reason. Behind he was it. different. But, yeah, he had more of a reason. So, like they gave him like the Luke Cage style gray areas. Yeah. For that. Version of Wally Well, you're like, damn, you're fucking up, but then you're like, comics. oh, wait, there's a reason why. And then he be- evolves. As they a completely character. changed Luke Cage's character. Like, he's oh, yeah. so anti money. It's like, that's yeah. not him at all in the comics. Yeah. He's just like, here yeah. for hire? hire? Nah, I'm not about that. It's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> you're, all, you're all about that. Se- season two, he's going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I know I'm excited for Iron Fist. Like, I, for what they're showing, I just really want it. Like, if you're going to have in all these shows every. Asian like institution like ninjas and like Chinese heroin and all this other crap like every negative Asian stereotype you definitely need a give, strong like, positive one yeah yeah I mean I guess you the landlord <laughs> Luke Cage that was, start. that was a start but yeah like, definitely and like, like Electra's not white mm, I don't know Greek what either. she is I supposed I mean, to be Greek She's supposed to be Greek. Yeah, she's Ele- not Greek in the show. Yeah, Electric. I don't know what the actress is. No, the actress is not. No. No. Yeah, I just I always the remember show. that. I don't mean on the, like in the comics. Oh, in the comics, she's Greek. Yeah. I no, re- I know. But I mean, like in the show, I was like, did they rewrite her? No. She's vague. No, they said she was Greek. Yeah. Because oh, okay. I, I don't remember that she, because of the. She was adopted into the Greek family in the TV show. Oh, then why did um, Foggy ask Matt about the Greek girl he used to date? That was a little hint at, but not really. Oh. It was like, it was a season one tongue in reference, which then became something else. It was like mentioning Doctor Strange and Winter Soldier, basically. (laughs) (laughs) How far is that movie coming out? Like, when is it coming out? Yeah. Though, I always hate it whenever I hear Elektra, especially her full name, Elektra Nachos. I always remember the first movie with that one line from Foggy. Which one? Electro nacho sounds like a Mexican dish. Oh, yeah. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. That's always burned into the back of my head. Electric nachos. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's move on to DC TV. Let's start with, let's go into Control Order. Let's start with Supergirl, which Sam has not watched, right? I have not watched. I've not watched Supergirl. Don't worry. Supergirl hurt me. Don't worry. It hurt me bad. Oh, it hurt you bad? Really? Because, okay, you can't go from that first ever fucking trailer that we got that was like 100 minutes too long and was like sex in the city but with a girl with powers <laughs> to the first episode and expect That's any really- self-respecting woman to be behind it you gotta power through it yeah. <laughs> oh, I you know power through the beginning since since it came out me and Jordan have been like the biggest preachers of like just watch it it improves it gets a whole lot better but now with season 2 Sam's like I'll probably watch it no I'm about to like just arrowverse it where I just watch season 2 and you know, I'll like watch Spark highlights the for first season one because <laughs> that's what I did with Arrow. I never finished season one, but I've watched every single season since. So 
I would definitely recommend anyone that has been watching Supergirl to at least give it a shot with the first two episodes of season two. And I want to see that Red Kryptonite episode you guys talk about. Oh, that's yes. a great episode. Like a really great episode. Like that's one I want to like. I want to watch that and just see what happens with this series, and then I feel like I can power through it better. Yeah, yeah. episode the episode on Krypton where she like imagines how it would have been based on the Superman story. Yeah, doing the um, uh, what was the storyline called? Trying to remember the name right now too. For the girl who had everything. Yeah. For the man who had everything was the original one. Like, mm. those are moments where, like, this is where, like, the best parts of Supergirl are, like, in season one. It was like, this is good, this is good. You can skip this one. Marsh, uh, Red Tornado, you can skip that one. Mm. I actually didn't buy that episode. <laughs> Only because, like, you know what? I was expecting shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't total shit. So I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's not bad. Still, yeah. des- Design West is like, you could have. Oh, God. Design is a fucking tomato. I don't know what the <laughs> what they were thinking. The Red Tomato it's Vision. It's kind of hard not to make him a tomato, though. Like, think about it. They could have not used that weird. It's like this weird matte texture on them. It's like yeah, bumpy and rough looking. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. odd. It's like rusty. Yeah. That's what they're trying to go for. Is that what they were going for? I'm like guessing. But then again, it's like, tomato. okay, you make them look like that. But then you also have Martian Manhunter, which I'm like, sold, done. First five seconds, I'm in. I know, if you're and a I, fan of Flash, you can be a fan of Supergirl. That's my that's my argument for anyone. Because they literally enough. have parallels. Like, there's a, there's a Cisco in that show. Yeah. <laughs> Win. He's, Win, yeah. Oh, he's freaking awesome. And it's a good cast. Like, I really like the cast for that show from the little I've seen. Yeah, I really like it. the guy who plays Martian Manhunter, uh, mm-hmm. Hank Henshaw. He's really good. Yeah, he's you know, they always have to have that one older character in the show that <laughs> doles out the wisdom here and there. Yeah, it's him and Cat Grant. Well, not in season two anymore. I'll miss her. Yeah, yeah. That's just behind the scenes issues with her not being yeah. able to move to Canada. Yeah, for CW right. Stuff. For filming. Long story short, for those who don't know, what happened was when the CW took over, they went from moving from 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 LA all the way to Vancouver in Canada. And the cat grin is like, I have my family here, I can't go out. So she's in the first two episodes, but then her character is like sent off. Yeah. Whereas like, I could still come back for like guest appearances, but she's not yeah. going to be the central piece that she was before. Because fun fact, everything happens in Vancouver, apparently. It's cheaper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Canada cheap. Party was one of my favorite parts of the first episode of season two, where it's like when you could tell that it changed sets. Where it's like, oh yeah, now we have this new location. Yeah, they literally... <laughs> <laughs> never even talked about that before in the first season. Like, this awesome thing was just here. We just didn't. It's been here the whole time. Like, oh, was like, yeah, on. we just never used it. Can we ever go back to the old place? No, and we'll never talk about it again. <laughs> no, yeah, but about that. <laughs> so I guess me and Arsenio we just like talk about how much we. I guess we're just gonna gush over how much we like Superman. Oh my yeah. god. Yes. All doubts about Tyler Hecklin gone in two seconds. Yes. Oh and can god. we just talk about real quick before we get into the episode, like the actual episodes, the fervor for Henry Cavill. I never knew there were so many Superman fans until Tyler Hawkins was announced for Superman. <laughs> like, I, I never really followed Teen Wolf or anything like that, so I never like had any background on the character. And yeah. I was one of the first people making memes, making yeah. fun of that guy when yeah. I saw the like the initial release photos. That, like, first of all, that release photo was horrendous. It was bad. It did it, him no justice. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, puns. No, but it's like, like the way it was edited and the lighting to it was like, you make him look so small and meek. But when you see like yeah. the, the on-set footage, you're like, okay, that suit looks pretty cool. Yeah. Got cool textures. It's got pops of color. And then you see him, he's like, okay, his hair is now like greased back down, which is what it looked like in the first photo. You're like, ugh. Like, it's like that sometimes, but for the most part, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, it's... It's it's in place. Yes. But it's not a helmet. It, it's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, his face, it's just like the profile of his face in that photo too it just doesn't make him look it's Superman-ish from the, from the yeah. angle down so he looks even shorter and then his chin's like extra protruding exactly which I have that problem myself like you give him a low angle and like my crimson chin is all over the place <laughs> here comes crimson chin fantastic <laughs> <laughs> no but like I have watched Team Wolf so I've seen from there and I was like him because when I first when they were casting Batman there was rumors like oh Tyler Hickman like rumored to be Batman I was like I could see that he's got the jaw he's angry 
He could do it. Yeah, in Teen Wolf, I think he's only setting angry. On, yeah. on Teen Wolf, he's just nothing but angry. <laughs> what do you want? Okay, that's a bad idea. I'm not going to help you. Helps anyway. Is like, Teen Wolf is directed setting. by Zack Snyder? Right? No. Too many characters have a sense of humor in Teen Wolf to ever be. I think like he was like the angry one, but he was still like deadpan and sarcastic. So I was like, oh, I can see him. But when I see him in this one, it's like, it's perfect example. Chris Evans. You're like, oh yeah, Human Source. He can't be Captain America. You watch Captain America, you're like, holy shit, why was I wrong all these years? Yeah. Yeah, you find out he has multiple settings. Okay, yeah, because charisma shines through for that character, especially, oh my God. Every moment, just stripping with it. Sway. Sway. (laughs) This guy told me, he saw the episode before me, and he said, Superman's great. Sway. And I was like, Oh, that's what? awesome. I didn't really like question that. In my mind, I was like, is this like a Batman Beyond kind of lingo where he's just like, yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> shway. Realized. No, that joke in the show hits so hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was dying it when was he says perfect. that. Because <laughs> he does have sway with the audience. Mm-hmm. That man's ass is amazing. I never thought I would say that about another right? man. Never no, thought I would say it. Those photos came out like, what, like two weeks before the first episode aired or something? <laughs> Photoshop. And it was like. Like, where the fake's at? It was like, why is there a butt here, though? There was that one photo where it's like, but wait a second, and you just zoom in. Like, what is going on? How much editing is this done? Then you watch the episode and you're like, yo, that's actually him. Yeah. Curse yeah. me for choosing all these big bootied male characters to cosplay. Actually. <laughs> it's like, damn, squat days all day. You gotta squat the earth to have an ass like that, bro. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Squats the planet. The whole earth. Like, and like, if that's one joke I want to do in Supergirl, just like have a shot of like Metropolis and it's Superman with the Daily Planet globe holding it up doing squats. Like, just make that for me, please. <laughs> it's just like the tagline is like, how do you think my ass is so super? <laughs> but in the show, like, it's night and day, especially with coming off of Batman v Superman. Like, look. It's a completely different Superman. It's completely it, different. It's what, you know what's funny? Fine. He has what I Supermans. thought. It's fine, but you know what I thought? coming off of Man of Steel that we were going to get this Superman that we're going to get the Tyler Hockley Superman that actually has charisma that is sure of himself that yeah. knows who he is as a character yeah. that can bestow wisdom upon others can encourage others motivate them to push themselves be the hope I got <laughs> you summarize it in two words I went on a tangent <laughs> <laughs> Three, three words. That counts. <laughs> but yeah, exactly that. I didn't get that BVS. I got angry, scowly. I don't want to talk to Superman because he might kill somebody. My neck just cuz Superman. I don't want that. As much as I love BVS, as we enjoyed it, always different. Like I actually enjoyed the movie. I recognized the prompts where it was like this. I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. This choice. And I, but it's like at one point I was like, okay. As much as I love the Jesus metaphors in the first in Man of Steel, love them. But by BVS, them. I'm like, can we stop already? Like, please. Yeah. Because like if I'm like. Oh, Okay, Justice League. If he floats out of there with like a beard in the hair, which he's gonna probably, yeah. it's like God damn it. But here, it's like at some point it was too drained. Yeah. No. Here's what. Here's what kills me, is that everyone who loves Henry Cavill, it's okay to love Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill could have been that Superman because in the he's man, the best Superman in the ever. man from Uncle, in the movie The Man from Uncle, so you all need to see this movie, especially if you love Henry Cavill, because he's super charismatic and he's like that typical like 1930s spy character that like is clean cut and like a li- maybe a little bit fruity, but in that time you were supposed to be fl- fruity because that was gentlemanly and he's deadpan and he's charming and he could have been that Superman that is what you see from that I'm gonna say this without any hesitation if I didn't want Idris Elba to be the next James Bond I would have said Henry Cavill after watching Man from Uncle it's like okay why is he not James Bond like right really 
So yeah. I haven't seen Man of Uncle, so you're kind of selling me on it. Yeah. yeah. No, you should see it because because that's what's so frustrating about BVS and that Superman is that we could have had a more lighthearted Superman. It was not Henry Cavill. It was Zack Snyder. Those Superman fans are Zack Snyder Superman fans. Exactly. I don't Very have a problem with Henry Cavill the actor. You guys, you are like, and it's it's funny. I don't have a problem with Zack Snyder because, like I said, I, we need to do a Man of Steel podcast. Yes. Just a whole review in that show or show that that movie just to prove my love for DC. No, I yeah. love that Man. Me and Jordan of, like, were talking about it once, and it was like, okay, why haven't we done this yet? Yeah, because yeah. there is so much stuff. I can gush yeah. for like ninety minutes on how much I love Man that, of Steel. That flight yeah. scene. Yeah, oh, the first, the joy he felt when he flew. I felt mm-hmm. it. <laughs> And it's just in BVS, they just, it's just the writing. It's the writing and the script. Mm-hmm. So in Supergirl, mm-hmm. we get that Superman that actually is the hope. You get that Christopher Reeve Superman kind of sense from him. Yeah, that throwback. All you need is that theme song and you're there. Which they edited once with his first scenes in like a little trailer. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you first see him, he's like, he has his back to the wall. And it's like, oh yeah, Mr. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, no problem. I'll be there. You know, lickety split. Like, yes, I know nobody says that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, dorky. Throwback. Little, then he's like, I oh, hope he can see this. Runs off, throws up. T- takes off his shirt, does the the classic scene, mm-hmm. and just flies on his shoulder like, "Hey, cuz, what's up?" Like, okay, that's a guy who's been texting all last season. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I hated text. <laughs> that was the most frustrating part of last season: the text and the seeing him from a distance and the seeing yeah. his legs. But it was worth it if this is the Superman we got. <laughs> and bonus for them for this, they brought back the text at the at the end of his episode. Like he sent the text like, "I miss you." I was like, "Okay, remember that he was texting her like nonstop." Yeah. Not yeah. just be like, "Oh, now that I'm actually casted and you can actually see my face." Way to fold it back in the story guys <laughs> it comes full circle but I mean like if you're not a fan of this show guys I'm just gonna say this at the end of these two episodes it it ends in the climax of Metallo Metallos <laughs> Metallos versus <laughs> Superman Supergirl oddly enough Supergirl's sister whatever and Martian Manhunter if you see Martian Manhunter and Superman tag teaming Tekken style against a Metallo how can you not be a fan oh, of this show and there gorgeous. were hearts there where it got kind of dark I'll say it right now Martian Manhunter rips out his heart yeah rips out his heart no hesitation his heart <laughs> and Superman, Superman makes a joke about it yeah he laughs he's like yeah take a time out it's like <laughs> dude you should just freeze frame that moment and be like a show for girls because <laughs> everybody thinks like, oh it's Supergirl it's so cheesy cringy and corny I'm like there are moments like that but it's just moments like that in every show like yeah. like any, any of the CW shows like Flash Flash has its corny moments but I like these shows as like they're cartoons live action yeah. that's yeah. all they really are yeah. and if you can look at it like that like they're not really cringy moments they're not corny moments they're just fun moments <laughs> well I just I think Supergirl got saddled unfortunately with a lot of like politics and rhetoric where it went out of its way to like apologize for the fact that it's Supergirl like when Cat Grant makes that whole speech in the first episode well, about like maybe you're the problem yeah. and like that set off the show on the wrong foot true what, and that's not even part of the show really exactly like, it's because, not, like, it doesn't really become about that afterwards I don't remember if it was like the right like one of the writers or one of the directors of the show or something but they basically said like no we want to show a strong female character by just doing it we're not gonna talk about it like that's what this show is and I agree with that but that just wasn't what I saw at first which is why I've like fallen off for so long it's just unfortunate that this show got that because it is essentially like in the same vein of The Flash where it's going to have its corny moments that's going to be like classic moments too because comics are a little bit corny in a fun way Mm. and it's going to have the action sequences and everything else that balances it out but they set it up to like look like it was going to be something else I think for a little while and then they had to like come back to it yeah it stumbled out of the gate I'm not going to say it did it definitely did it definitely had a rough landing and I swear to God every time I hear that song they use in that first trailer is that the I 
tiger. No, no. It, this is my fight song. Oh, it's, it's even worse. Yeah. I wish it was I the tiger. It's even more of a white cross song. I was at work once and they played a song and I just looked up and looked at myself in the mirror like, why? No, why? I remember I saw that first trailer. I was like, my vagina is offended. <laughs> oh, no. Supergirl trailer, my vagina is offended. <laughs> Copyright. Definitely give it a, try, a, a, a taste. I'm going to. Taste it. Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, it's first two episodes, do it. Jump yeah. into it. Even the third episode, too. Yeah, okay, well, I say all that. I was just talking to Arsenio before the podcast started. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't even really watch all the third episode, and it's the first episode that didn't have Superman this season. Mm-hmm. So I feel kind of bad. I feel like that, that guy who's he, like, he, what, Superman's in the show? Awesome. Oh, he's gone? I'm oh, he's this. gone? <laughs> he, he's so he's charismatic. Chicks. You want you wanted Supergirl to be renamed to Superman. Yeah, that's a problem. If he's in the show too much, it's going to be called Superman, not yeah. Supergirl. So, like, I, you know, Tease me with them. I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah. Because we got another big reveal in that episode. Oh, yes. <sighs> Wait, in the third episode of Supergirl? Yeah. Yeah, Miss Marshall. Oh, 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 oh. I was thinking of something else. I don't know why. I was thinking of... Wait, so you've seen episode three? I... She saw the clip. Spark oh, notes you saw everything. Right. So. <laughs> she dates me, who has like geek out. I'm like, you'd have to like see this. Like, There's now. another weird twist with um Wonder Woman's character. Oh yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I love the reference that has. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I flew next to like to like the your plane. Is like, hey, wait to see the next one. Like, <laughs> ah, good. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, Marsh, uh, Martian girl, Miss Martian, Ms. Martian girl, Martian, Martian girl, <laughs> Super girl, Martian girl, Martian girl, last girls. daughter of Mars. I'm saying we get that Young Justice show happening. We're almost there. We got all the pieces for the place. We have a Teen Titans or Young Justice show. We have an Artemis for Speedy. We have a Kid Flash. Well, we did. (laughs) And maybe we will again. So let's move on to Flash. Let's just talk about what people really want to hear us talk about for the most, like probably uh, Flashpoint Paradox. The Flashpoint. What little of there there was. (laughs) The entire first episode. For a whole episode. episode. (laughs) The entire first episode, Arsenio and I were just on the couch and it was like every 10 minutes. Damn it, Barry. Damn it, Barry. God damn it, Barry. Don't it's the whole do show. <laughs> Flash season three, subtitle, damn it, Barry. Yeah. For those that don't know, I mean, if you're listening to this, you definitely know, but at the end of season two, Flash, heartbroken after his father gets killed by Zoom, runs back in time, changes the world, like changes the timeline, saves his mom, <laughs> which he, his future self literally told him not to do it. That's what kills me, is that there's if like three Flashes no. in the room at that point, like, bro, what are <laughs> if you he doing? Looks at you, he's like, hold on, do it. You don't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm I'm an idiot, but I think if my future self ran to the room right now, it was like, Jordan, do not go outside right now, and disappeared, I wouldn't be like, fuck, guys, we go outside. <laughs> so, did he just say, I, what does he know? It's hot. Don't touch it. I'm going to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do it. He's from another He's from another Flashpoint timeline. He doesn't know what he's talking about. What the fuck? It's uh, me. Yeah, <laughs> right? So, yeah. It's, I don't know. So, you, everybody's shaking their head when it happens, but... What were you thinking going into season three? Were you thinking that Flashpoint was going to be a season? Was you thinking it was going to be half a season? It was going to be more, at least more than one episode. (laughs) It was going to be more than one episode, which it technically sort of is. Sort of. No, it's not. (laughs) The Flashpoint world was an episode, but it definitely had effects that trickled down the line. Where you're like, oh, okay. I see what you're doing. That makes more sense. But when I first heard about it, I was like, okay, it's gonna go up to like the to like the cry to the crossover episodes. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. gonna like, you're gonna get up to that. You're gonna get a Crisis on Infinite Nerves, connect all four shows. Supergirl's continuity is gonna be, join the Flyoverse. Yeah, and it's like, oh, now it's all fixed. We can go forward. But it's like, nope. And the first episode, it's like, oh, we're back to normal. Kind. And, what and, you describe exactly what I wanted. I wanted yeah. it to be a, like a mid-season epic finale where they retcon the Flashpoint universe yeah. and bring in Supergirl at the same time. But yeah. that's not what happened. But see, like, I was frustrated that if they're gonna do it, they're only doing 
doing it for one episode, so in that regard, I agree with both of you. But at the same time, I wasn't that excited going into Flash because I was like, All the there's no, there's no canon at that point. You know, it's like I've been on this journey with all these characters, and then everything's going to change anyway. So what is the point of me following one show? I mean, that's true. But I, like, I do like how they, they kind of handled it where it's like those small little changes throughout the other shows that just happen and they don't talk about it again. Like like John Jr. Yeah. I love that. Now Legends of Tomorrow makes more sense. Like, oh, so they go had another kid. Nope. His daughter was erased from the timeline. You think that was planned? Maybe. Hope so. If it is, that's amazing. For I, a I yeah. Really Am I giving too much credit? I really feel like yeah. CW is like is like eighty percent planned, but then that other twenty percent is like, but we have time travel in multiple shows, so <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> no, I swear to God, we can fix the, anything. At this point, anytime Barry kisses Iris, I'm terrified of another time travel because <laughs> it's been consistent. Season one, time travel. Season two, finale, time travel. When he, when he kissed her in season three, I was like, oh god, here we go again. I like and when he kissed her. He literally <laughs> made that joke where he was like, every time I kiss Iris, I reach from the timeline. <laughs> Like, I hate it when that happens. She's just eating Chinese, like, regular day. I mean, but, like, just going into, like, the Flashpoint world, I... I, I enjoy what they did with that. I just mm-hmm. wish they did more of it. Yeah. I wish yeah, they, if you're I would, gonna do it, just yeah. like go more into it. Especially have more fun. if you're gonna break it into two episodes, we call one episode Flashpoint and a second episode Paradox. I like that yeah. concept. Yeah. Why not make both those episodes take place in the pa- Flashpoint world? At least two episodes. Yeah. Give me yeah. two episodes where a good like, solid hour. Yeah, in Flashpoint. Build nice. up to like the oh shit, we need to change things by the end of that first episode, and then in the second episode make the changes you need to make, yeah. and by the end of that second episode go back to you know. Yeah. To how things were, kind of. That's yeah. one thing I came was like, okay, Barry was in this Flashpoint world for three months. Like, I kind of wanted to like see that happening. Like when he first goes home, that one end of his both his parents are there. Yeah, sees how his new dynamic is where she doesn't know him. He doesn't know Joe. Joe isn't as close to him before because he's not his adoptive father anymore. Yeah, all these different changes. Like Cisco's fucking rich this time. Like I wanted to see like him reacting to those moments, not just like oh this is what happened. It's just it was really well, just like oh shit, no, but, oh shit. It's all different. It's all different. But it's also it was really weird because we come into it and he's been in this world for three months, right? But yeah. then all of a sudden he's trying to make everything the same again. Well, they so, say like, they describe it in the in show as he's moment. just been hanging out with his parents. He's been so under them for like the last three months and stalking yeah, Iris. Bullshit. Yeah, and stalking Iris because his parents probably would have noticed that he's like not going to his job every day if he was really doing that. And only by not going to his job every day could he have really been like unbothered. Yeah, I don't. And it's mm. I wanted to be more invested in that world before he got changed back. And especially if you were gonna just tease Kid Flash, give me two episodes. And if you're gonna There's tease no Kid Flash, do it me a victory. For for Flash, that I was so hyped so going in. <laughs> like bitch slap. Oh, when he, I was so hyped. When he going ran in, I was like, <gasps> "Yes, Kid Flash is kicking ass. He's fighting against the villain, uh, the rival, the rival, the villain." Which the rival. I give them props. basically the same thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> which I give the creators props to this because, like, they combine like three characters into creating him. Cause the rival the, in the comics, the rival is Jay Garrick's Reverse Flash, yeah. who's basically mm-hmm. just like a dark version of him. Mm. But design-wise, he looks like the Black Racer, which is like Barry fused with death. So you're just like, okay. I'm like, but then also he's like, oh, is he New 52 Reverse Flash? Where it's like Daniel West, but then you see it's like, oh, so it's all three in one. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of like their, their thing. They like they mismatch different characters to like make I mean, kind of new ones. It works with Zoom because you can't have Reverse Flash and Reverse Flash running around again. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, that, just that fight scene with, uh, like, that was like a high point of the first episode for me, but it only lasted like five seconds because he immediately got his ass handed to him by Rival. Yeah. I got so hyped when I see him and Barry together and it's like, Flash and Kid Flash together. It's like, this is going to be awesome. God damn it, Wally. 
How do you? So sad for is me, flanking though. really a thing? I was like, bruh, do you not play Call of Duty? I don't like forget reading a book or watching a movie. Watch like, <laughs> just you're playing video game either. Like, yeah, is flanking real? I don't. <laughs> yeah, flanking's real. Yeah, uh, damn it, Wally. I don't know. Like that. Hmm. While we're while we're talking about disappointments of non-Flash character, like non Barry Allen characters, can, yeah. we, can we talk about um um Jesse Quick's suit? <laughs> Ooh. Trajectories? You yeah. don't like that? <laughs> Not a fan of you know, the hand-me-downs? You know, I would have really liked that suit if Trajectory didn't wear it first. And yeah. just add an, a symbol. You know what's funny, though? She They did with that suit what I thought they were going to do with the Kid Flash suit. Yeah. I thought they were just going to take the Reverse Flash suit and make it the new Paint Kid the Flash suit. Paint the black red and that's it. Yeah. Instead of making Wally West like the heir to Reverse Flash. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I was like, they have a suit like, and it's yellow. How do you know they'll make, make sense out of it? And then they could have yeah. made one of your memes where it's like he just turns it silver because it's like, that's the color of my, yeah. my, my mom for. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> no, please, no. <laughs> So you're just not a fan of like the hand-me-down trajectory I just, outfit? I don't like. I like the outfit. Yeah. I just don't like that it was trajectories first. I think it looks better on uh, yeah, Jesse Quick. Too. It looks way better on her. It's definitely more fitted to her. Yeah, and the yeah. mask is different. Yeah, it's a bit more just to the face. Cause but you can you can kind of explain that away with you know parallel Earths. Harrison Wells gave her that suit, and they're from different Earths, so maybe you know. Yeah. No, it's uh. no literally Cisco made it. So Cisco, oh wait, he said, oh that's right. So Cisco kept. So he didn't make it, you liar. <laughs> he added a symbol. He's like, he's like yes, yeah, Cisco cooked up the emblem. It's like yeah, he's like oh we have trajectory suit. Hey, it'll work. Pop an emblem on. It's Cisco. <laughs> I was trying to remember when Trajectory died, though. Like, did her body disintegrate, but there was a pile of clothing? Yeah. I don't remember. That was a reference. The clothes just fell? It was a reference to Barry Steph in the comics in Cries of Infinite Okay, so the clothes Where she ran so fast, her body just, like, disintegrated. Okay. You know what I was confusing it with, and I think why you're confused, is when Barry did the same thing in that season, his clothes ripped apart. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was like, like, what the hell, guys? Like, how is there a suit? Mm. They should have kept that suit, and Cisco was like, you know what? Let's make a little bit more red. So there's going to be a weird cameo at some point where JJ just like just walk around the speed force like where am I <laughs> what is this <laughs> why is it would rescue me <laughs> yeah make it because she has no clothes <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> uh, let's real quick talk about um, Prometheus wait what Prometheus <laughs> I'm alchemy. jumping ahead alchemy alchemy you know what's funny all these characters now just have weird voices and masks so yeah. they're all being like warped in my mind zoom Prometheus alchemy like, I guess Zoom started the trend of, like, if we have a mask and a cool voice, it's a cool character. Because <laughs> even yeah. the rival's voice was warped a bit. You know what's funny about that? Unlike with Zoom, where, like, you know, it's like a monster's face or, like, reverse flash where his voice would change, his whole face, like, would vibrate. Yeah. yeah. He just put the mask on and his voice is different. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? The- like, just had I'll an talk echo like this. Modu- modulator, like right here. I'll talk normal and I'll put the mask on and now I talk like this. It's like, well, why the, bother? There's also yeah. uh, the Ragman. Is that his official name? Yeah, yeah it's Ragman. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, is that we'll get in the arrow we'll in the whole thing, but that's but, another confusing no, but thing. But like, he whispers and he's like, I don't know why it does this. <laughs> I, at least he made the joke about it. That was like the <laughs> no, because we're all thinking it like, why you sound so epic? Yeah, You're just like a typical guy. But anyway. But once again, flash. all these characters with the same fucking face. Yeah, <laughs> and they're freaking voice modulators. Exactly. God damn, see, that was hard on for voice modulators. No, but just the the whole thing with um, alchemy. Yeah. What do you think is the twist there? Do you think it's going to be the obvious? Do you think it's going to be Malfoy? I would hope it's not Malfoy, which I'm definitely enjoying him in the series because like he's providing a different energy. Where he's like, fuck is wrong with you, Barry? It's like, how did you get that sample if I never gave it to you? I don't trust you. Yeah. I was like, okay, he's suspicious. He needs a Barry Allen villain. That's that's what he is. Yeah. 
and it's a good different chain dynamics so now that he's now he has a partner in his office and it's like crap now I can't run out of here every two days yeah well and it's also kind of nice because like Barry Allen can so easily be like the perfect golden boy so yeah. it's really nice seeing another character being like no you're actually really weird like just because your <laughs> friends don't think you're weird there's something wrong with you because so I feel like if I was in his shoes I would be like something's off about this guy <laughs> so would you say from that night Barry's the boy who lived <laughs> ah, 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 meme it. <laughs> Trademark, you're welcome. I like meme it. <laughs> That's what shows become. Like, I just, I just farm memes out of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Well, Julian is definitely an interesting character, but I swear to God, I hope to God he's not the cliche. Like, he's actually alchemy. Yeah, it's, just, it's too on the nose. Yeah. And then at that point, it becomes skewed to me where every time there's a new character introduced, it's like, oh, he's the villain. <laughs> like, yeah. If it was a few meddling kids, well, you're like the only other guy this season who's new. Obviously, yeah. the yeah. <laughs> it's like we already had like a somewhat decent twist with Jay Garrick. I was like, oh, I'm Jay Garrick. It's like, oh shit, cool. You ruined that iconic moment. And it's like, oh, it's like, oh, my doppelganger's name is Hunter Zolomon. I'm like, oh fuck you. Here we go. Here I can't go. deal with another Zoom. Like that. I, I really like season two of Flash. Up until he takes out the Zoom best. became yeah the main his yeah. best part of the masses when his eyes went full dark and he had the voice he, if you had him voiced by Tony Todd the whole time I'd be happy <laughs> just make it Tony Todd that voice <laughs> <laughs> like screw it I didn't need a twist of it being freaking Hunter Zalman Jay Garrick whatever nah. like and just that actor just wasn't intimidating at all nah. especially coming off of like even the Eobar Thawne reverse Flash like the the new guy um, mm-hmm. I'm blanking on his name I forgot his name yeah. But even he's better than like like that guy. I'm so glad he's getting more t- action now. Because before it was like, oh yeah, the other reverse flash, and then Harrison Wells. Where it was like, you can't top Tom Cavanaugh. No, you can't. But now yeah. he's having time to shine. You're like, okay, I see the difference. I see the anger, I see the rage. Yeah, even and though- I like their dynamic. Like they yeah. they do the reverse flash flash dynamic well in the show, especially mm-hmm. in that first episode. Oh my god, the heart wrenching moment where he's like, I want you to say, it. I want you to say, oh, it. God. <laughs> oh. I want you to kill my mother. That I can do. It's like, yes. oh, I hate you, but I love you. It's like the Malcolm wanna- syndrome. Like, I want to so punch perfect. you, but I don't. Yeah, the whole episode is like, you're, you're going to beg me. You're going to do it. And then he does it. It's like, damn it. He's right. Because <laughs> yeah, Reverse is a hypocrite. is like, you can't mess with the timeline. That's what you did. Just your entire existence. <laughs> Freaking Eo Bart. <laughs> I'm waiting for the Legends and Flash crossover because like the biggest time criminal is Flash, right? He made a whole world. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he changed the timeline how many times? See, like, exactly. I would have preferred that. If you would have ended like Flash moment with Rip Hunter going, listen. Cut your shit. <laughs> before oh. leaving the show like Cat Grant. <laughs> so, same thing. But um, before getting out of Flash, though, the last episode, do you like the introduction of Mirror Master, the new rogues? Do you oh like God. how like the direction they're going? I was excited because, one, it was a good way to do the Mirror Master, without the classic, especially with the reference to the original Mirror Master, yeah. where his successor from the comics is the Earth 2 Mirror Master, who actually has the gun. I love that. Yeah. They literally made the comic version nice the other Earth version. Where it's like... Good job. And then the, the new twist on the top. Yeah. Where instead of being a, a guy who just spins around, it's like a girl who knows his vertigo. And you're like, oh, that'll fuck you up if you're a speedster. God damn it. And because you knew you had to have Jesse fight somebody and she can't fight Mirror Master. Yeah. But Mirror Master was also bittersweet because one, like, yes, the ropes, but I'm also like, God damn it, Captain Cold. Why yeah, are you not why? Here? Why is he gone? He died in Legends. No, I know. Like, <laughs> why? Why is that not something that gets erased by all these timeline changes? Like, why can't that be changed? Because he's Captain Cold. I don't, I don't know. I feel like that actor must have just not wanted to. Well, Prison Break came back. On. Well, no, he's he's still like a regular on. He's a regular on Legends now. Yeah, he still. Is. Yeah, he still is. He's gonna be a Legion of Doom. He's, he's alive. He's gonna be yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh. So he's going back to his. Flashpoint kind of brought him back, kind of. 
Okay. But, but it's like, this I, I want him with the rogues. Like, I want to get, like, the rogues dynamic and flash. Yeah, he him by himself, I don't know who that actor is, but I actually wasn't really feeling Mirror Master. Like, it just, he didn't He's have enough. a little enough, whiny. A little whiny. Yeah. He didn't have enough screen presence for me. And, like, his dynamic with top they had no chemistry like no. none no it's it, it seems like, so forced. come on They're, baby let's take over the world like, yeah basically. i'm like come on man You're like this is this is too cartoony yeah. <laughs> like that's the problem when it goes too cartoony like at that shows. point take yeah. him out of the suit and put him in the classic costume i was like come on you're already a character exactly like i don't know it just they fucking did it with uh, this guy the trickster and it worked yeah and like in this past episode of flash is like one of the examples of like what i like the least about the flash mm-hmm. i'm fine that he just can't run in and be a be a villain in one hit I, I get it it's the flash you can't just have him just one two three every villain but like when you run into a place and like the guy you're fighting he has no powers yeah. other than jumping into a mirror and if you're the flash you should be able to stop me from jumping to my right into a mirror if you can get to yeah. me in an instant right yeah, yeah. Why even do all that, like the ending where he yeah. does like that whole mirror trick? It's like, oh, it's an infinite loop. Even you can't get out of this. It's like he's like, wh- and now I punch you. And it's like you could just run in and punch him to begin with. Yeah, you didn't have to do all that because it doesn't. <laughs> this is why people who like do actual science like mostly hate the Flash though, is because like the laws of physics don't say that Mirror Masketer can get in and out of mirrors just as fast or faster than Barry. But he would physically have to to be getting away from Barry that whole time. I yeah, just, and Barry's the fastest. No, it just it's, like I could give. He's it's through not the mirror. on the same yeah. level. It's instantaneous. Once you go through the mirror and go through another mirror, like it's in, it's instant. Yeah. yeah. But to get to you the get mirror, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not so instant. Crazy. Yeah. It's not like an endless mirror. Like he has to go out. And, and even then, he has in. no real weapons. So like, no. I never really felt like even any sort of threat no, from him. He's no. not athletic even. Like no. he's in a fucking suit. <laughs> he's not. His whole point, like one point, I, was just I don't he's, even think I'm gonna get behind you and hit you in the back with my fist. That's the one thing I wish he had from like the comics, where like the guy would make mirror replicas of himself to fight Flash. So it's like guessing which one's the Real exactly. One. Like you would have done that, it would have been way better. Yeah. They didn't even. That's so weird. That's like an iconic mirror master thing. They didn't even do it. Yeah. I think about it. It's just infinite mirrors. Yeah. And Barry again being an idiot. And the same thing with Top. Like her ability was like, if I look at you, I can make you dizzy. Okay, blink. Yeah. Like you're so fast, run into the room, run behind her, hit in the head one time. <laughs> like. Which I'm glad Jesse got used to it and just beat her ass. I'm just like, okay, she's looking at you. Don't make eye contact. I'm just gonna run around in circles and then hit you, and it's like, you like I don't know when you run out of the room to run back in the room to hit somebody. Like, why did you do that? <laughs> yeah, unless you're doing a supersonic like punch or something, you don't yeah. need that much runway. Yeah, that's my thing. If you hit these guys one time, you punched a monkey, Barry. You punched yeah. a gorilla. Like, yeah. you sure will knock a dude out. You punched the timeline open and changed it. Like, how is any of this hard? But somehow, a dude in suits like getting the upper hand on you. I don't buy yeah. it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. By the time you mentioned timeline, I just remember before we cut to Arrow. Yeah. John Wesley Ship as Jay Garrick. Oh, Pulling yes. him out of the... <laughs> nope, <laughs> you're not doing this again. When your dad is so much of a dad, even when he's not your dad, he gives you dad-like advice. Yeah. <laughs> somebody it who, stops you from doing stupid somebody shit. Who, somebody who watched The Flash from the 90s with John Wesley Shipp and then seeing him as a speedster again. Oh, you're a true fan. Yeah. I didn't even do that. When I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Then I'm like, oh, shit. When he comes out of the speedster and like, goes on, he's like, listen, this is what you're doing. You can't do this. Stop doing it. Yeah. It, and just his presence like you said in an interview his version of Jake Garrick is like an older version of his Barry Allen from the TV show and when you're watching you see it 
And it's like, okay, you need him more in there. So you got all of those like little 90s references when they went to that diner and stuff. Yeah. I didn't. It went over my head. Fun fact, because when he's first he's there as Henry Allen. Yeah. And you have Dr. Tina McGee. Yeah. Who was in the first one as Dr. Tina McGee, his Iris. Yeah. Because Iris left at the first episode. And then the new captain in the, in the Flashpoint world was his Cisco from the 90s TV show. Oh, the black guy was his Cisco? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, oh, shit. I forgot, from, I, I, I forgot the guy's name right now from the TV show, character and the actor. Blanking out. Whatever. <laughs> but, I know you're talking about. Yeah, people watch the show. He was, he was like his sister from that show. Where it was like, oh shit, Julio. That was his name. Okay. So it's like they had those references there. It was like they remember for us. And the fact that he was in the 90s. Yeah. And w- when they showed on TV, uh, I forgot Dawson's Creek. John Wilson was on Dawson's Creek. Oh, that's the, why it was Dawson's Creek. He played Creek. the dad. Yeah. Of okay. Dawson's Creek. So it's like I thought that was just a '90s thing. <laughs> that's <laughs> I didn't know it was like actually he was in it. But once you know, you're like, oh, that's genius. Oh. So like, oh, so I didn't that. watch Dawson's Creek. Damn. So I, many things went over my head. TV tropes. Yeah. Half of the shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that speech he gives Barry, like, so. what kind of hero you're gonna be. That was a great way to like. Sm- kind of smack Barry for like the, you know, his mistakes at the end of season two my to. favorite exactly. line <laughs> we're not gods yes we were just giving these godly abilities yes, yes. it's like there you go remember that just Stop cause you shit. can doesn't mean you should <laughs> Arrow season three. Oh, and that whole thing like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> alright let's just jump in the Arrow <laughs> let's just go right into it how do you guys feel about the new season of Arrow we went through a dark a period lot. of Arrow and I don't mean dark like, you know, dark in tone. I mean dark is in like, we went I want to quit the show dark. <laughs> we, went, we went to Lee and you, levels of torture. Oh, was... We've been on the island. It's worse. For five years. <laughs> we went back to the island in flashbacks just because they had nowhere else to go with the flashbacks at a certain point. We finally left the island. Yeah. Thank God. From so far with these episodes, it's refreshing. Yeah. Like Oliver, like, mm-hmm. okay, Oliver killed a guy again. And, I, and the first episode, I love how I had the callbacks to the pilot episode all these yes. seasons I'll say this overall for all the CW shows they're all better this season Season, yeah. all of them yeah. and for Flash and Arrow they both call back to the pilot episodes in their mm-hmm. first episodes mm-hmm. um, even with the explosion in the most recent episode of um, Flash we go back to Mirror Master's origin yeah. they show the plane that you know, had Weather Wizard in it yeah. Like, yeah. that was cool like oh yeah. like a little throwback to when it happened yeah. <laughs> kind of just anchors you back in the past yeah, like, you remember. that's why I like the show because yeah. <laughs> you remember all the stuff. history like everything you've been through yeah no, but it's like he it goes back. It's like it's like line for honest. Like you're gonna get out. How you zip up to a chair, reveals hand, snaps next. You can't know my secret. It's yeah. like okay, Oliver's got some balls again. Well, this time he apologized though. He said I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> He's like I'm sorry if I have to do this. <laughs> he still has a heart, but it's like Oliver's back to being a hard ass. Yeah. But like in the last episode, it was like okay, you're doing better, but it's like Oliver, can you stop whining every three seconds to Felicity? And it really plays to his strengths as like an actor because. Stephen Amell does not do happy well. <laughs> we saw in Ninja Turtles. He tried. We love the guy, but come on. He's not good. It's funny, the, the guy he played, the Casey, I said guy, not even Casey Jones. The guy he played in Ninja Turtles is the same guy he played in season three of Arrow when he tried to be happy. Yeah. It's the same, like, I did, uh, it's not good. Nah. But Wait, is that season three or season four? Season four. Season four. Yeah, when, yeah, he's, yeah. when he's with Felicity. Yes, yes. that was like, after the events. Yeah. Of, yes, because uh, season three. three ended with, where I swear to God, I said, I was like, if this ends with them driving off into the sunset. And oh, what happened? <laughs> off into a sunset. I look at Sammy I was like, I need whiskey. And that's why they broke them up in this season because they knew that they're only good when they're cock-teasing each other. Yeah. yeah. And like Felicity's back to being Felicity. She's, yes. She's not annoying. She's not crying every other episode she was in season three. Like she still has the weight which has her own problems. But she's still with real shit because get another character that shows up later. She's still with the fact that she nuked an entire fucking city. Yeah. It's yeah, like, she's got bigger fish to fry. You can have the balance between levity and the, and the darkness and like by getting Oliver... 
it's funny because like, when they were trying to make him lighter, I was actually for it. I'm like, oh, he's becoming comic book arrow yeah. now. But like, it got to the point where it's just like, I don't want comic book arrow anymore. <laughs> like, well, they don't do it well. So like, I'd rather them do their own thing. It wasn't. It just wasn't realistic because especially like making him a lighter character the same like season you're gonna have Damian Dark. Which, like, yes, you should have killed the first three times you yeah. had an opportunity. Like, that was just maybe a bad mashup. Maybe if they had done, like, both of those elements in different seasons instead of in the same season. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, it would have been very different. Because what's good about all, the Oliver we see now is that he's making the hard decisions of, like, you can't always not kill someone. Even yeah. if you want to walk the better path. But he's he's trying but he realizes that it's unrealistic I think yeah. to like be like that 100% and I love seeing that Ollie because like even though it's not as light as the comic book er arrow it feels like it has a better balance yes to the green arrow that like I want to see and from a story um, like a story context I like how the flashbacks they're used sparingly in this season yeah. but they also play much better into like and where the character is now <laughs> they don't progress mm -hmm. a minute per flashback no because it's all total was stuff. a drag oh god yeah. season 4 was they were on the same seat for like four episodes and I'm like guys kill this random general guy they were holding the, that the, like helmet mask thing for like four episodes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that black over the top guy I don't know what, what it was oh it was so bad <laughs> best part of the flash was when John Constantine was in it exactly yeah it really was that's what that whole thing was for <laughs> after that they should have shortened it <laughs> been like, or just okay, not have any flashbacks didn't need him like, yeah, yeah. And like this thing about like Ollie like he Stephen Amell as Oliver can be funny like season one like his excuses to Felicity were hilarious it's like oh can you check something like why is it in a syringe I ran out of sports bottle it's like his deadpan works like even like in the finale he's like oh can you guys call like call like constant like we can't he's in hell yeah. oh is he okay no he's literally in hell yeah <laughs> I don't know the point that like the flashbacks now have a point like yeah. now when they have a flashback it ties into where the arc of that story is that yeah. they're showing like like the, they have those scenes of like the Brafa and the family when they have the scenes of like the team forming together like you know yeah. the new recruits yeah. same kind of thing like and they did that well in season one and two but since then it's just become like it, it season three got filler almost yeah, it feels it's like filler. filler what was fun about like the flashbacks in season three was that you got to see a little bit of Slade Wilson so that when he's two no see that was season two 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 was Slade well they show Slade in season three? one in the flashbacks yeah but two is like when you saw him becoming yeah show. no three is all Damien Dark Season, no, season three was when, after that, when he like was in. Wait, what the hell was he in? Season Did three? I just block out no, season three? No, season, no, season, oh no, season, season three was Katana. Raz Al Ghul. Yeah, Rachel Ghul oh, and Katana. Holy crap! How man. did I completely? Like, <laughs> we just skipped Raz. Oh. It was so forgettable. <laughs> We're all like, no, 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 wait. Oh, there was somebody before Damian Dark. That's right. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, but he was somewhere else. But it wasn't Russia. What was he? He's like, wait, oh, Katana. That's why. I remember you guys were excited about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did love that. I was just happy to have. Even that felt no. shoehorned in. Yeah. No, it was a little bit, but they gave her her makeup. So like, yeah. as a fangirl, I'm like, she's wearing the mask. Um, no, but what I liked about then the flashbacks in season two was that you got to see who Slade Wilson is, and then when he becomes a villain, it's like such a crazy twist. Yeah. And the flashbacks now, uh, like obviously, I don't know where they're going yet because we've just started, basically. Yeah. But they are showing like where Ollie has been in a different way. They're showing like what he's been through. They're showing a lot of the Russia stuff that honestly he's referenced the most through yeah. all the seasons, like yeah. his time in Russia. He doesn't talk about the island. He doesn't talk about Lianyu. I mean, him and Diggle even had like that like little ceremony they had where they drink the vodka yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. Like, straight from the Rafa. Yeah. yeah, and then and um, what's the guy's name? That's 
his KGBs. Yes, thank you. Like he comes in some of the, in some of the episodes too, and it's yeah. like, oh, that was from my time in Russia, and you never find out. So like now that we're finally getting to see it, it's cool that we have flashbacks that are ba- like based on like building blocks that have already happened. Holy crap! So basically, we just cut out season three and four. This is really what season three should have been. Yeah, yeah. Because it connects back to what the overall like part of the like arc of the story was. Like they, we were actually teased at this stuff. We yeah. didn't have no magic. There's no magic in season one. Like no, because <laughs> no, like I was glad he went back to the island in season four but yeah. then it just went downhill from there they went back to the island because they had no more ideas yeah <laughs> like fuck what we do <laughs> like, like oh, the, where do we go from here back to the island yeah because then it's like oh like for five years I've been stranded on this island I'm like no you wasn't you was there for two why are you always lying <laughs> every intro everywhere like <laughs> And it's so weird that, like, over here. You know, it's a TV show, so you don't get to see like every waking moment of people's conversations. But it's like you think at some point, be like, tell me about what you're doing for those five years. No, yeah. seriously, tell me. <laughs> like, you're telling me tonight. Don't give me this emo shit. Like, yeah. I need to know. Lots of stuff. Like, just give me something, man. <laughs> season two, Felicity. Do you have any happy stories? <laughs> but I like to talk about season five. I like the direction they're going with the new team. Yeah. I, it, breathe a new like breath of life into the show like just shake I, I love Thea I love Diggle I love Roy oh my god I love Roy but <laughs> yeah miss Roy I don't know like putting those toys in the, in the toy box for a while and having these new things mm-hmm. I'm just curious to see where it goes yeah because it's also cool that like part of the new team is Mr. Terrific but he's actually been like a character for a while. So yeah. like we already are somewhat invested in him, but now we get to see him go to a new level. Yeah. And then we have these other newer characters breathing new life into With it. Amazing costume recreation. Yes. Like, in the suit, Fair play. Sam, Samia was like, I don't get it. I was like, this isn't is for the comments. She's like, holy shit. Yeah. It's like yeah. one to one. Yeah. I was like, what? They actually did it. Space is a little freaky to me with makeup. It's all, it always I bugs me. Yeah. Artemis and Wild Dog to get a small upgrade, just a small one. With their costumes? Yeah. Just like maybe not a hockey mask. That's his thing from the comic. Yeah. That's his thing. And I love that Ninja this Turtles reference they make. The I like, I think it's kind of cool. I think it's cool. Yeah, you would, Casey you would. Jones. <laughs> Macy Casey. Yeah. And it also gives like, like, I don't know it, I liked uh, Oliver's like training montages like in the yeah. other seasons too but in this one because they parallel with the Brafa thing like I don't know I just love seeing how hardcore he trains his new team like I yeah. Just, yeah it just gives because him like the sense. the Batman yeah. role yeah. which is funny it, <laughs> he's training a new group of Robins basically pretty much orphan 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 Fine. awesome Crow <laughs> <laughs> team yeah um but I like your theory about the villain of this series, uh, this season. Prometheus, you want to just talk about that real quick? Right. I, I love this idea. So when they showed Prometheus, I was like, oh, great, another Dark Arch. I'm like, we haven't had those since, like, Malcolm Merlin, yeah. who is off going to be in Legends as another Legion of, of Doom. Of course he is. With his robot everywhere. hand, because he's always fucking shit up. <laughs> but I was like, okay, so they say, like, Flashpoint was going to have repercussions on the shows in little ways. I'm like, oh, okay, so Sarah Diggle became John Diggle Jr. Yeah. Like, okay, right. so we're getting Green Arrow, too, in the future. Awesome. More, more brothers as a Green Arrow. Now, so no, far in the future. But then, I was thinking, but then I was thinking, I was like, you know what? What would be something that would be cool? Can I remember season one? Tommy's entire story, where you're thinking he, they're going to Green Goblin him. Where, like, yeah. you see his downfall, then he becomes the next Dark Archer, and, like, nope, he dies. And, like, fuck, that killed my emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I was thinking, I was like, so what if from this one, as a Flashpoint effect, Prometheus is actually... Tommy, yeah, brought back effective as he brought back with the Lazarus pit. Yeah. maybe it was he kind of survived and Malcolm saved and kept on the ropes and it's like somehow, some way, it's Tommy and it will go full circle back to season one. Mm-hmm. I think the odds of that are low, <laughs> very low. <laughs> what? 
It would be amazing. I would love that because it would do what Arrow hasn't had in a long time. It would give the show personal stakes. Yeah. It would take it back yeah. to like that's why Deathstroke was such a good villain because he was a friend. Exactly. And his best friend as a villain would be amazing to watch. Yeah, and it was back to like season one because even like season one it wasn't Tommy, but it was Tommy's dad. So yeah, it's like crap. I mean, it'd be really cool. I just they would have to do so much like retcon explaining of like just talking about like no, he actually didn't die. Somehow, no, but it, like, no, it could, be, it could literally be like a temporal effect from the flashpoint. You think I should say that? Like, I'm from out of time. No, that's Eobard. <laughs> there we go. Solution right there. Eobard. He's fucking up everything. Yeah. So why not? I mean, unless it's tomorrow, Sarah's trying to freaking kill Damien Dark before he died in the show. So yeah. it's probably not going to happen. Like, I, I doubt they're going to do anything time breaking that much. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It just the, the Arrow needs. I love the direction of the season so far. Mm-hmm. I love, especially the last episode with breaking Diggle out of prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was great. But back, like back to the brother parallels. Exactly. Like all this stuff with talking about Andy oh, and that just reminded dead me. shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Play cards. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand that when I first saw it. I was like, oh right, that's actually their thing. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot. Why? Why, why did he that weird look when he said that? I blanked on that too. But then it's like those time you're like, oh my god, that's just alive again. Yeah. Repercussion. Then you're like. Wait, it's not. It's like fuck. Good writing. I hate you. Yeah, I literally hit up Arsenio yeah. when they have him. It's like, yo, like, is Arrow good now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, they tricked me with like the dangle of like bad writing, and I grabbed it up at me. Like, oh, okay, he's alive because Flashpoint, whatever. Like, I can explain it. But it was like, no, you idiot. It's actually it's all in his mind. It's actually more cerebral than you think it is. And yeah. it's like, okay, there's like kudos. Yeah, <laughs> and like the whole thing of him, you know, wanting to have penance for that yeah they, they, they left that thread kind of hanging at the end of the last season where yeah. you know he killed his his brother and he, he had the regret of it but he never actually dealt with it which yeah. I get the regret but at the same time your brother's a fucking asshole man to the maximum like, like what does he have to do your brother threatened to go after your child and wife forever who was a girl at that point like, yeah, <laughs> yeah who was a daughter at that a year old yeah. but like let's talk about that like yes you should have killed Damien Dark yes you should have killed Andy Dale yeah I'm sorry like, you should have and Oliver. You had to survive. No, because like when the episode was happening, I was like messing Jordan in between like commercial breaks, and I was like, so why does he still hate Deadshot? Deadshot yeah. didn't kill him. No, and he says like, it. And it was failed. We have physical evidence that Deadshot did nothing wrong. So. And also, Evans, he's a pretty nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> At least in this show, he's, he's pretty cool. nice. A little bit of asshole, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, all things considered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, but yeah, just the whole thing with. Uh, like, I love the dynamic between Oliver and Diggle, especially in that episode, where it's just like, like, I know you're so fucked up over your brother, man, but we're brothers. Yeah. yeah. And like, oh, if you want to have penance, do it as Spartan. I hate that code name, but I like that moment. Like, Should have yeah, been Guardian. Spartan. Yes, he's serious. Is that Jimmy Olsen is? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Supergirl. <laughs> Oh, I feel man. like I feel like what Arrow needs to that it feels like they're starting to do knock on wood like let me not jinx this but <laughs> episode five is gonna suck thanks <laughs> <laughs> but no it feels like the last two seasons like Arrow did a lot of stuff where it's like this happened but it doesn't matter because it's gonna be this other thing now where they kind of like rewrote po- plot points or like they kill Sarah they bring her back she goes to another show we have Laurel Laurel dies like oh, all Laurel. this stuff that just mm. keeps happening and then ending yeah. and it never goes anywhere else and if we like with the Tommy Merlin theory for example that would be a big example of it have some stuff where 
it's building on the entire series as a overarching arc yes. instead of just like a seasonal arc. We've had a lot of seasons where it's just like specific events are happening within the season that don't really entirely affect. I'm going to blame Flash. Because I feel like after Flash was a success, they, they lost sight of their tone. All those writers just went over yeah. to Flash. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> maybe that was it actually. Yeah, like, specifically. <laughs> but like, I, I feel like maybe it was just like a, a crisis of like they didn't know where to take the tone of Arrow. Yeah. yeah. They, they wanted to go what, lighter like Flash. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of and they strayed away from the original vision and that, yeah. that really shot them in the foot. And I think they started to put like maybe too many elements into Arrow but then they got Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. And that's probably helped them edit down a lot because like most of that cast was either on that entire cast was either on Flash or that bugged out both Arrow. shows last season too just setting up all those characters they spun them yeah, out. Yeah because we needed to get Adam and then we needed to get Sarah. And yeah. And it didn't just, really mesh well with the Arrowverse, no. like no, the, because, the Arrow show at that time. Yeah, and like that's one thing I've always said like the beginning. I was like, oh, how long do you think Arrow's gonna go for? And I was like, honestly, once the island stuff stops, I want the show to end. So like, to me, like with the whole timing stuff, like that's what I would do as a writer, as a se- as a series finale, bring around full circle. Because when the when the flashback ends, like, what are you gonna do? Are they still gonna keep going when their whole main stick is doing all the flashbacks? They barely have enough flashbacks for the seasons they already have. Like, yeah. <laughs> they should just, they should definitely end it like you, season yeah. seven probably. Yeah. It, I would even argue like just do season six and have no flashbacks because it would be interesting to see like has Ollie finally like crawled out of that psychological hole that those five years put him in because that's what mm. this this that's what this started as yeah. he was you know in a very terrible spot yeah. mentally and physically for five years and so this is his way of trying to like repay the city for him being away for all the things he found out about for his dad's legacy and all that yeah, stuff that we barely yeah. talk about yeah. for like three years but like we're starting to talk about it again yeah so if you do a season six where there's no flashbacks and it's really just tying up all this stuff that has been set up and falling apart and <laughs> reset up again into one cohesive story, it'd be really cool. That would be. Hopefully it goes in that direction. Yeah. I'm hoping. I don't think I would want seven seasons of Arrow either. Really? I, I feel like that's too long. Eventually you start going into I, the small. You know what? I'll give you an answer at the end of the season. <laughs> At the end of the season, if it's if it's not looking good, if it's not going in an upward trend, then yeah. I would say yeah, cut it. But well, I just I mean, this more comes from like me growing up on manga and anime, but like the best stories have always been the shorter ones. Oh, I agree with that, that completely. Where it's yeah. like a fifty episode cap, for example, or like a twenty five volume cap. Or yeah. something like this is I mean I we're just like talking Naruto. about yeah <laughs> like, oh god like yeah that. those things never no, end because I don't like things that are just so episodic that it's like why should I get invested because this could go on forever yes that's me with Supernatural yeah, <laughs> like, exactly it's still going 11 that's seasons exactly. like what the fuck how many times has your mom and dad died and come back like I don't <laughs> I, I don't even watch the show when I see that in the commercials like oh I'm alive again I'm like I, aren't you what yeah that was even happening with like Smallville. It was like everyone yeah. I was like, can you guys like just wrap it up? Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about Luke Cage and how like even that toward the end felt inflated. Like you just yeah. if you take some of the air out of it, it's a stronger story overall. Yeah. But you know, you can get that commercial money, so you need to stretch it, stretch it out, baby. We but need more episodes. We no, need commercial money. <laughs> which makes sense, but then at the same time, we're in an age where we're getting shows for all these characters. So like, why drag out a show like Arrow, for example, beyond where it's good when we could just get another characters okay, no, I want a good thing yeah mm, 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 no I'm putting Sammy in charge of CW <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with her that <laughs> give me all this. the plot twists and all the mind twists and I'll get those down yeah like, seriously I, you're right I, if you're gonna do like you could do so many more characters instead of 
doing these inflated like one-off shit. And then you know having I mean? to like, as you said, like shoehorn in these other characters Teen instead Titans. of giving them their own thing. Yeah, please give me Teen Titans. Come on. Because <laughs> I mean, like, we're not we're not really going to go into it, but like, think about like how many characters were in Suicide Squad, and yeah. how like one of the criticisms of that movie was that if we just had more time with less characters and got to know some of them better, then they would have all had their chance to shine. We would have maybe found out about other ones in other movies where they get more time then it might have been better than just getting like here's eight characters care about all of them like that's just difficult to do and that's what Arrow kind of did sometimes that's what Flash occasionally does yeah Yeah. Flash does a better job balancing it but it's funny Legends of Tomorrow is a team show but I would say even Flash does it better (laughs) yeah Yeah. but um but yeah I mean my fear like what would be the deciding factor for me to this show this season is Prometheus. Yeah. Depending on who he is and how he's fleshed out, because if mm-hmm. he's like I don't know, like we we've a, only gotten teases of him so if far. If you only get if we get another Zoom moment, like come on. Yeah. Oh and wait, a like, Zoom moment? What do you mean? Like as soon as the mask comes off, he's oh yeah, yeah no. Yeah, if yeah. that's the case, then that the season's gonna tank. And it's like, like you need the villain to be good. Yeah. It's kind of unfortunate that like we're all like so like worried about who alchemy is going to be in flash and who prometheus is going to be an arrow because it's like, important it's, it's important but like think about it you wouldn't be worried if these things were done better in the last in these many seasons so we have yeah. the arrow seasons plus the flash seasons that we have been slightly disappointed by those reveals well and that's really flash season one did the best yeah yeah flash season two mm-hmm. dropped the ball and, it was, it was and casting I love that guy yeah. yeah fuck i'm blanking on his name too the Take guy who plays Zoom. Teddy Sears. Teddy Sears. Like, nice guy. Yeah, great Really guy. handsome guy. <laughs> but, like, he just... He was better cast as Jay Garrick. Yeah. Not at, like yes. He wasn't the actor for the Hunter's Almond twist. Which, yeah. I, don't, I would like to believe that he didn't, like, actually have that in mind when it first started. I like to think that they actually did that as a reflex to the audience. When they were like, who's Zoom? Is it going to be XYZ? It was like, all right, let's twist the audience. Let's, say, like, let's make it Jay Garrick. That's like yeah. a big twist. Oh my God. Yeah. But like, surprise, it's actually Hunter's Almond, like it was supposed to be. Yeah, he didn't have the, but he didn't have the acting chops, I think, to no. be that sociopathic like character they wanted him to like portray. He just came up for cartoony. Yeah. <gasps> Let's race, Flash. <laughs> like what? You can't it's, lock it's off. You just killed my dad. We're gonna race. <laughs> oh shit! He's the Diamondback of season two of Flash. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> Shit, you're right. He kind of is. Well, and like, and not entirely the same thing because I'm going to mention something that was like done, like arguably better, but like that's sort of how I felt when I saw Kylo Ren's face for the first time (laughs) in Star Wars. You know, it was just like that. That is the bad guy. Just like that moment where it's like that sniveling face. Like, sorry, Teddy Sneers kind of has. You know what's weird? He he worked for me because he was like petulant. Like he was like an angry kid. Right. So like that's that's the part where I would say like that was like done better. But like I had the same initial. Reaction. Yeah. It's like if you unmask Prometheus and it's like Thea, and you're like, okay, what? Kind of like that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. In a way, you're getting a good twist. I'm thinking, I'm like, how does that even make sense? It, like would, it. it would never make sense, but why not? She couldn't be a villain either, though. Like, She's same too way. annoying. In the, in the first yeah. episode, she was annoying the crap out of me. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I'm not a writer, so I don't even know. I don't even have a guess as to who I would want it to be. Yeah. I just need it to be good. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it will make or break the season of Arrow, and I really want it to be great. Yeah. Speaking of things that were not great, <laughs> but have gotten a lot better this Ooh, season Legends as well. Legends of fucking tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy... I literally, it was a highlight of my morning talking to him about Legends of Tomorrow season two, episode two intro. Oh my God. If you guys are following the show, 
And if you're a fan of the first season, God bless you. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I saw the first episode of Legends after the Star City 2047. I yeah. dropped. I was like, okay, I saw Old Man Ollie. I saw Batman, Batman Beyond with Green Arrow. And now we got John. Thing. All right, I'm good. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. But when, when I was like, no, season two, I was like, oh, the JSA? Okay. They killed cold? Crap. All right, whatever. And then I was like, oh, let me watch. And I'm like, right, I'll binge it to the episode. Then I'm like, okay, first episode. I'm like, all right, cool see where it's going Rory's still funny but that episode 2 intro I was like okay I'm hooked for the season so. tell me it didn't harken back to like I don't know like 90's X-Men like a Justice League episode it like reminded something. me a lot of the X-Men theme yes it was just like all these like electronic shit and it's like yes. all this fighting you find the JSA they're all whooping ass and it's like oh my god it just it literally the episode starts with a, like an explosion of action and I'm sitting there going so this is what the show could be at it's best and you saw glimpses of this stuff in season 1 of those just Tomorrow too in like the first couple of episodes where yeah. they show like mm-hmm. the big team battles. Like, yeah. Oh, we have a budget. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us go with our budget. Yeah, but in like at a certain point, it didn't matter anymore because the villain was so disappointing. Yeah. Vano Savage had no depth. He wasn't a good in terms Vano of acting. Savage was intimidation in the crossover episodes with Flash and Arrow. He was a much better villain in those crossover episodes. He was more intimidating. He he had more power. He killed everyone. Yes. Yeah. That staff. He should have had a staff in those tomorrow, but he didn't. Like, yeah. <laughs> he had nothing but knives. And I'm supposed to believe that, you know, I've said this before, but a nuclear explosion guy and a dude with like fucking fire gun and an ice gun and an assassin, they all can't just jump this dude and yeah. kill him? Like, yeah. come on. It's like, come on, Tara has more knives than him. Yeah. So, like, it really, if I was in the rate Legends Tomorrow Season 1, I would give it a barely passing. Because yeah. it mm. literally, like, Arrow 2046 was probably my favorite episode of Legends Tomorrow. And that was really an epilogue to so Arrow. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it wasn't even like Legends Tomorrow episode. <laughs> but Season 2, stronger. They got rid of the weak parts of the show. They got rid of Hawk Girl and Hawkman. Yeah. Unfortunately, they might have also gotten rid of Rip Hunter in the first episode. I'm hoping not. Like, I th- hope they come back. I don't know what the behind the scenes reasons is. Yeah, that's my man Rory from Doctor Who. Like he's yeah. like one yeah. of the reasons I was excited about the show initially. And and like, yeah. He just provided like a, like a certain attitude to it. Where it's like, okay, you're all fucking idiots. Why are you doing this? Well, yeah. he, he grounded it. Like he, you needed a character like that to ground this many different characters. Straight man. It, yeah. Straight yeah. Man. Because it's not like it's not like Justice League where you have like you're expecting to see Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. It's like here's a human torch and here's a assassin who used to be dead and like yeah. get along everybody. Like you needed him to be the middle ground yeah it was like even like season one was like oh they they all joined together because hawkman was killed it's like okay there's their motivating factor yeah but now with now it's like okay the time masters are gone yeah anybody fucks up with the timeline godspeed because they could just get fucked up and rip was one i was like okay we're taking care of this and i was like what no, no. you didn't fight did it <laughs> you not do your job now i was like okay so now you're gonna expect these bunch of dumbasses and hoodlums and hooligans who are awesome to watch together but it's like you really think they're gonna control the timeline perfectly every yeah. single time no how come there's not just like an overarching amount of time wraiths just like on everybody's ass all know. the time because what? they made that <laughs> thing in Flash yeah. because he's coming back as Black Flash time is yeah. supposed to be the same in every universe because it's just different universes but it's all time because yeah. apparently that connects everything so what the fuck you would think the time race would have showed up like at every Legends episode like no nigga <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh don't do it don't do it <laughs> wait are you like pulling Albert Einstein away from no <laughs> this is not that timeline do not do this that's a really good point because I, I really <laughs> that's really it no but it's like why did we have the Time Masters if we have like Time Grim Reapers and then where are the Time Grim Reapers once the Time Masters go away like it's just it's things like that do really they explain the race to be specifically for the speedsters 
Uh, not really. They just mentioned anyone like, messing with the, the timeline. Time That's the way Eobar put it. Like, <laughs> fuck, I tried. There's so many people <laughs> messing with the timeline. Which time I'm sorry. It's like, how do, how do they even show up after Eobar in like season one? At all? I mean, his whole thing is just like, I know what I'm doing. Which is, yeah. I know it's just you but know that's his ego excuses. That's his ego. <laughs> yeah, I like to believe he's smart enough to know what he's doing. To wait doing until they get a donut break and like just sneaks past. Yeah. <laughs> Tiptoe past time race. <laughs> They're getting coffee. Go. <laughs> but yeah, season two of Legends of Tomorrow, like much stronger even without like Rip Hunter like we have a they're gonna replace him with another generic white guy <laughs> another generic like, white guy get rid of one steel. yeah I mean and he's a historian convenient I'm not gonna lie I saw the commercial for it and my first time I seen like when, before I didn't watch the episode and I was like why is uh, the iron guy from Flash in this right now Oh, the girder guy. Yeah, I'm like, why his effects look so? And I didn't even see the most recent episode that has like him transform. I saw it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Does it look crappy? It looked crappy in the commercial I saw. It's yeah, there. With that one, it was pretty good because I I saw it and I was like, it's they're back in feudal Japan. Yeah. Because they were training. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, steel on. I'm like, god damn it. He said steel on. Yeah. That's what. That's what. Uh. That's what our boy Ray Palmer told him to do. Wow. I'm like, you would. <laughs> so they're trans. He backs in and breaks the door because he's so shrunk, and then he just falls out of the ship yeah. into the time stream, and Palmer chases after him. So they end up in feudal Japan. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is happening. One of the guys takes Palmer's suit, yeah, and wears it. And so you have a samurai Adam fighting everyone. It's like, okay, is it really that easy to use an Adam suit? The, yeah, right? the way he said it is like I made it so an idiot can use it and come, here comes Mick like yeah an idiot does use it you said you made it specifically for you though whatever man yeah. <laughs> he's like he made it so like an idiot can use it and Mick's like yeah like you <laughs> makes Jesus. the real MVP of that show I love him yeah, show. shouldn't it be any idiot as long as it has my DNA in it yeah, like some man fingerprints come on dude and they like had my the hair issue follicles. they had the issue in season one where they mass produce his armor because they like, got the chip broken off or whatever in the yeah. future they use that to like make a robot Adam Army. Yeah, yeah. You you think after that you would have, but you know, failed like you know, and dummy proof your suit. Like, exactly. You, made it so you don't want other do people that. to be able to reverse yes. engineer it. It makes no sense. The fun thing about this episode is like it got me interested in the next episode because from what they found out through Jax, who throughout season one, throughout between like the break from season one to two, Rip had him doing all these repairs to the time ship. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, so you can know what's going on in case something happens to me. It's like Rip was planning it, but he's like, oh, I checked all twenty two compartments. Like, there's twenty four. Like I don't even know what's going on. So there's a secret compartment that Rip had, mm-hmm. which has a message from Barry. From Barry, ah. twenty forty-five Barry, where it's like you can't tell the team this. Nice. So that's something he's like, should we tell them? He's like, he told us not to. He's like, yeah, but we know. Nice. So it's like fire some knows whatever the hell's going right. on. So it's like, all right, g- give me half of that. But then the flashback, he's like, oh, through Japan, he fights with the katana. He's like, oh, and the guy's like, wait, what's your last name again? Yukimura. So you see Katana's uh, ancestors, and you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Same thing they did with Vixen. Yeah. <laughs> Who's back in this season, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's, I think, better about this season than last, like, talking about the crappy Vandal Savage character, Legion of Doom in this season. Yes. Just having Eobar, we're talking about Eobar Thong getting time to shine. He's actually a main villain this season, he's and that's the, freaking genius. Yeah, that that's He's so a main cool. villain. He's with Damien Dark. So it's like, when I've seen the first episode, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember what I liked about you. You're an asshole. Yeah. But you're fun to watch. That's what made him good. Yeah. He just didn't fit in the Arrow show as well. Because even if there's some times when he just says some lines and I'm just like, okay, that's kind of hammy, but it works. Yeah. 
where it was like kind of intelligent from employees like them team up and then you're gonna have like Malcolm jumping in too so it's like okay three mega assholes working together it's a triple and ham Cole. sandwich and Captain Cole so there you go who's yeah. Yeah. Three triple ham sandwich. oh my god they're all hammy who can all ham it's gonna be a freaking like we've got ham honey ham we've got smoke ham <laughs> and the fact that they're in Captain Cold who he is very hammy but it works so well yeah. can't do it different. I love it here yeah he's very deadpan it's like oh my god <laughs> why are you so oh yeah when you break the <laughs> I love like, it here. <laughs> oh my god! For those of you that can't see his face, Arsenio just like cocked his eyebrow like hardcore. When it was good. That it was great. <laughs> I still snort of you. Yeah, right. New cosplay confirmed. But yeah, having the, like those be the villains, like already you're off to a better start. And I just love the fact that Reverse Flash. You see how powerful the Flash is when he's not around another speedster, because Reverse Flash is not unstoppable without a Flash there. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what can you really do to that guy? Yeah. You can't hit him. No. Like, literally. And because unlike Barry, he doesn't hold back. No. <laughs> Barry's like, I'll go slow. He's like, nope. Yeah. There's, your, there's your heart. Unlike Barry, he doesn't just stand there and gawk like, oh my God, what is this? He does what every villain? species should do, which is run in and immediately choke you up against the wall yeah, with basically. one hand and vibrate you with the other hand. No, like like Barry telling Jesse Quick in like in like the last episode, like, oh, you have to like case the entire situation. And I'm like, you don't do that. Why are you telling her to do that? You're just, You're just like, quoting all. Oliver. <laughs> That's why he had that look like, I'm Oliver now. No, you're not. Uh. No, you're not. You don't want to be Oliver. <laughs> but yeah, so I just want to gush real quick about that that intro. Because at the end of it, I really wanted to be like, so since Rip is gone, the Hawks are gone, and like, there's barely a Legends team here now, can we just safe. give the Wave Rider to them? Like, yeah, right. And have them be the main characters now? <laughs> like, all you need is that line like, we're the heroes of the past. The Legends of Tomorrow. I'll be like, give them a show. I don't need. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need Heat Wave. <laughs> no, because even like the whole intro sequence, I was like, oh, we're not heroes. We're legends. I'm like, yeah, okay. You're barely heroes. <laughs> no, but it's like you fuck up shit more. You help yeah, shit right? sometimes. It's it's annoying because like they're quote unquote the Legends of Tomorrow, but it's like yeah, they're also like <laughs> leftovers from like Flash and Arrow essentially. So. Okay, if you want to be really real, the whole show was leftovers from the other shows. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. We're excited because this whole season is they're going full force leftovers. It's like, you know what? Let's just take all the old villains. Let's take some of the old characters. Let's throw them all together. Whatever. Yeah. And but so this one is like with three villains and up to four. You're like, okay, so that's more stakes, more than one. Because Vanos at one point I was like, exactly. can we just kill him? But that's a good thing. They're embracing it. Like yeah. embrace mm-hmm. that wacky like mashup show that's yeah, supposed to be. You this. got a guy who combines with an old guy and he can fly around and his eyes are white the whole time. Yeah. Like, come on. But we don't do enough. But you know what? You know what mentally screws me up about the Legends of Tomorrow stakes though is that it's like. Arrow has its conflicts, and then Flash has its conflicts, but it's like, these conflicts are happening in, like, different timelines. So it's like, it's just, they're so puny and tiny. Like, there are little realities on the other shows, because, like, whatever these guys do is going to change the course of history more than any of those characters. That's true. But it's also shows you, like... like, They're gonna rewrite everything if they want. But also kind of told you beforehand that none of those things are ever gonna happen. Well, yeah. (laughs) Like, they can't change time too much, or there's no other shows. No, I know, but I mean, like, the part of me that wants to understand how everything works in an actual cohesive logic says yeah. like wow these these other realities actually don't matter speed force. if you fully that's believe it too let's answer everything <laughs> like how did he do this speed force <laughs> which bring, reminds me back as much as I love Jax's fire and I was like can we get Ronnie to show up in an episode again I do kind of miss Ronnie how would they even do that now since they already they killed him off in the Earth 2 they had to like bring him in like Earth 3 or something yeah well which then again, real quick Earth. I want to touch on that did you see the Mark Hamill screenshots? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Joker yes. or Jokester, they're calling him. Jokester. It's yeah. interesting. He's looking very Jokerish. Yeah. And he's over there with Jake Garrick. He's like, okay, what's happening? I'm hoping we're going to get a live action Mark Hamill Joker. They also, I already kind of did it with the trickster, so I'm hoping they just go he, all the way. He was channeling Joker the whole time. Every time he speaks, I was like, yeah, yeah you're going Joker. And then put him on Legends. <laughs> Please put him in Legends. Because I'm hoping in Legends what's going to be like a major action piece. I hope Jay Garrick comes on the show and fights for First Flash. He has to. No, he actually is. Oh, he is. Jay Garrick is rumored to be appearing on Legends more frequently, That's the only way to stop First Flash. Yeah. It's the only way to do it. It's like, we need somebody who's not going to fuck it up. Get Jay Garrick. (laughs) God, it's going to feel so good to see (laughs) see Jay Garrick taking down Reverse Flash. Which is actually, fuck, this connects. What? My brain just connected a point. Remember the Flash season one ending? When he sees the helmet, he's like, I should go. What if he should go because he's already faced them and it's from Legends? But he didn't have the hat then. Or time, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But remember, you watch from the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're watching his present. The one we saw in season one was all the way from the far future. (laughs) Timey-wimey. It's all timey-wimey. All right, but I mean, that was pretty good. We got like our overall impressions of each show. Like moving forward, we're going to actually just do episodic reviews instead mm-hmm. of like just giving our overall thoughts. Yeah. Kind of really like to break into the episodes, but it's yeah. so much stuff that we had to catch up on. And just, Way yeah. Too much. Yeah, just kind of touch base with it. And with that, let's call it a wrap. We got Doctor Strange next week, so be sure to tune in. This is Blurred Vision signing out. Peace. Blurred Vision is a podcast made for fans by fans. Find us on Instagram at Blurred Vision or at our website, theblurredvision.com. You can also like us on Facebook or Twitter as The Blurred Vision. Don't like iTunes? We're also on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. For any questions or inquiries, please contact us at theblurredvision at gmail.com.